0: What is up, freaks? It's your boy Marty here to introduce this rip of Rabbit Hole Recap. We did our first live rip. It was fun. First live stream rip. We've done it live in person before. This one went two hours. Festivus. Happy Festivus. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Love all y'all. This episode was brought to you by good friends at Unchained Capital. Unchained Capital has been with us since the beginning. And we're happy they have been because they've been enabling Bitcoiners to do incredible things. This is a company with a security-first mindset, all right? They're 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 trying to enable their users to use Bitcoin in the correct way. And the best way that is exemplified, in my opinion, is their vault program. They're going to help you go from zero to having $1,000 in an unchained vault, a multi-sig unchained vault, uh, in no time. It's a, a $1,500 package. You freaks are getting it for off, $1,450 You tell them that TFTC sent you. And what's going to happen is they're going to give you a white glove concierge service to go from zero to having a multi-sig vault set up in no time. Uh, You're going to get multiple video conference calls with the Unchained team. They're going to walk you through multi-sig in general, what it is, why you should be using it, why it's important. They're going to walk you through their vault products specifically, how you hold two keys and they hold one. So you can always move your UTXOs out of the vault whenever you see fit. But if you ever need, un- need Unchained, they're there for you with one key to sign for you. They're going to explain how to set up a hardware wallet. They're going to get you the hardware wallets that you need. Uh, and they're going to send them to you. They're going to walk you through that process, tell you how to protect your seed. They're going to get you as comfortable as possible. Again, a white glove concierge service. Unchained Capital is here for you. And on top of that, uh, they announced today, cold card, open source, uh, on caravan, with PSBT's AirGapped is officially integrated. So using ColdCard with Caravan, which is the open source version of their Volts product, so you can use it without Unchained needing to be involved at all, uh, was released today. So if you want to use the ColdCard with Caravan, it's possible now. You can do it in an airgap fashion as well. Unchained Capital, again, doing incredible things for you freaks to make sure that your Bitcoins are secure, that you have peace of mind, and that you're living well as you stack SATs. All right, go to unchained-capital.com to check out everything they have, including their incredible blog series. Parker's been putting out some fire content recently. Drew has been putting out some fire content recently. Uh, in the show notes, again, if you want to go check out everything they have, unchained-capital.com. In the show notes, we're going to give you a link to their concierge service specifically. So go check that out. Uh, this episode is also brought to you by our good friends, the motherfucking cash. You ready, son? Sats, 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 sats. What are you going to say, son? He's just breathing into the mic. Nothing to say. He's a little little mic shy right now. This episode brought to you by good friends at the Cash App. As I said, they're helping us stack sats, send sats, receive sats, and sell sats if you so please, We're saying sats, 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 sats. Because sats are the standard. For you freaks that don't know, what is a sat? Why are you saying sats? Why are you saying sats? Sats are the smallest denomination of a Bitcoin. Sats, also known as Satoshi, there's 100 million sats in one Bitcoin. So if you stack 100 million sats, you have one Bitcoin. And Cash App is letting you stack sats. They made sats the standard within the app. You can even get sats back with their Bitcoin boost. You initiate the Bitcoin boost. You go shop wherever Visa is accepted. And you get some sats back. You spend money on some goods and you feel bad because you're 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 consuming and you're you're contributing to conspicuous consumption. But you're getting sats back, so you feel a little bit better. And the Cash App is enabling all this. On top of that, Cash App can be your bank account. You can get an account number and a rounding number, and get your paychecks direct deposited into the Cash App so you can start stacking SATS. You can set up an automatic stack sacking SAT stacking. SAT stack. My wife's laughing. I mean now she's watching me record the SAT. Sat stacking cadence, whether it be daily, weekly, or bi-weekly within the app. You can DCA into it. Set it and forget it. Yes, yeah, so do it. Use the code stacking sats. It's S-T-A-C-K-I-N-G-S-A-T-S. You're going to get $10, and $10 is going to go to our good friends at Owl's Lacrosse. That's Owl's Lacrosse. Woo! Woo! Not that dirtbag Owl. He's probably like, he's, that dirtbag is probably in a Santa suit somewhere in a town near you trying to creep kids out. He's coming nowhere near my son. My son's laughing right now. Like, Haha. I know Al's a dirtbag. But son, you don't know. This is serious. He dresses up in Santa suits and goes around and tries to, to do weird things. That's all. I'm, I'm going to leave it at that. Stay away from Al, that dirtbag Al, and contribute to Owl's lacrosse in Chicago. and Charity very near and dear to our hearts. Love you, freaks. Hope you enjoy this end of the year. 2020 has been a tough one. But thank you for sticking with us. We love you all. Peace and love.
1: You've had a dynamic where money's become freer than free. If you talk about a Fed just gone nuts, all all the central banks going nuts. So it's all acting like safe haven. I believe that in a world where central bankers are tripping over themselves to devalue their currency, Bitcoin wins. In the world of fiat currencies, Bitcoin is the victor. I mean, that's part of the bull case for Bitcoin. If you're not paying attention, you probably should be. You probably should be. You probably should be.
0: What is up, freaks? Welcome back to Rabbit Hole Recap Special Edition. We're live. I think we're live. It seems that we're live. Matt's confirming that we're live on many platforms right now. We're also recording for the podcast platforms. <laughs> we're recording on a Wednesday. It's a day early. Tomorrow's Christmas Eve uh matt lied last week and said i wasn't willing to you said it on air yeah you aren't you weren't willing to either don't like of course throw me I can under do the it. I'm, I'm
1: happy to record tomorrow should we just cut this and just record tomorrow instead i honestly don't have time i'll be, I'll be <laughs> um
0: interesting week congrats to you launching a new show last night let's start with that it's exciting it is exciting um, i was able to tune in for like 45 minutes incredible content
1: we got some really good feedback from the freaks. It seems like they enjoy it. Uh, you know, it's it's something that I've been considering for a while. Uh, while to get the freaks more content, but not to just get them content for the sake of content, like actually fill a niche that I I don't think is being that doesn't exist, and uh, and and that that gives them a better experience, right? So, I think now um, with the combination of of your interview series, um, our rabbit hole recap, and this Citadel Dispatch, um, we, we we're providing like a, a nice fleshed out content experience that they all complement each other really well. Uh, so I'm super excited about that. And um, I mean, I I had to get off my ass and get it done if I wanted to claim that it started in 2020. So here we are.
0: Here we are. Yeah, you were um you're asking about the launch date. Should you do it this week? Should you do it next week? It doesn't matter. Consistency's what matters. RHR we overloaded the freaks this week. Yeah, I know. There's like 8 like, pieces of content out there right now.
1: In Sorry. my head it was in my head it was uh, like a typical week might look like interview, dispatch, interview, rabbit hole, interview. But instead this week was just like content and we just like threw it at them.
0: Yeah, a lot of good content too, I would say. Uh, we got Light switch Lou back in the booth. Man, the myth, the legend. This podcast would not exist without him. It was great catching up with him. If you didn't listen to that, go check it out. You have the team from Mink Gox on. uh, Desiree, uh, Chris Moss, and Simon Cowell. Incredible name. uh, Talking about the Mink Gox tournament this Sunday, the 27th. Uh, If you're available and you're into gaming, into esports, go check out the Mink Gox tournament this sunday uh the zebedee team has a very special announcement at three thirty eastern the tournament starts before then but uh the announcement will be around three thirty, from what i was told uh and then we had our boy arbed out we uh we held that one from you freaks for for what eight days i know uh, i know you guys wanted that um immediately but we had to uh we had to hold it from you due to Arbdout's request. He wanted to withhold it until today.
1: I, I love the idea of making it like our annual Christmas, like our annual Festivus special, end of year Festivus special with Arbdout. But next year, um, next year we have to make sure we record it closer to Festivus. Like I, I, I I mean, in Bitcoin, like a week is a long fucking time, and I think in December's for Bitcoin, it tends to be even longer. You know, like next December is going to be fucking lit, in my opinion. So we might want to consider recording it sooner next time.
0: Yeah, we're not going to be able to do that one live because our because our values his privacy and his opsec. But um, yeah, it'll be fun. Maybe we'll do it closer to the actual air date. You wound up sounding like a genius. What was your what was your final guesstimate like, well i was
1: actually way off in terms of uh timing the fincen regulation but i was right on the price i was i was like it, it, i just i was insanely bullish i finally broke the jinx i think i think this episode finally broke the jinx like i was just screaming off the top of my lungs it was like the one thing i could think about was that the price was about to fucking moon and here we are yeah because um, we were at like nineteen five, and you know now we're at like twenty four thousand dollars. So, yeah, it's uh, it's been a crazy week. We were a little bit bearish. I'm sorry, I got like a gam
0: thing I got to respond to right now, but it's done. Um, and yeah, I think uh, it's been a great week of content. I'm happy to end this week with you. Cheers to you. Cheers to you, freaks. It's been a Cheers great year of content. You do have one more. Yeah, what's today? The twenty third. Tomorrow will be the twenty fourth. we are we gonna do? A New Year's Eve.
1: I'm 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 happy to do a New Year's Eve for the freaks. I don't know about you, but I can too. Damn it. <laughs> no, I can. I was calling you. I was calling your bluff. No, uh, you called my bluff. No, oh. I I can do a New Year's Eve. We'll do a New Year's Eve.
0: We'll do it earlier. We'll do it around noon. Uh, twenty twenty. What a year. But uh, I think this live thing's throwing us off our mojo right now. Let's get into rabbit hole recap. Who are we? What do we do? How do we start this out? We're on Clark Moody's dashboard right now. The price of Bitcoin is currently $23,550. dollars. One dollar is going to get you four thousand two hundred forty seven sats. The market cap of Bitcoin is uh, four hundred thirty seven point four eight, or excuse me, four billion dollars, uh, approaching four hundred fifty billion. Uh, you're going to get twelve point four ounces of gold per Bitcoin. Uh, Bitcoin uh, versus gold's market cap is currently 3.56% creeping up. Still not where it needs to be. We're at block 662,677. There have been 18,579,156.65 Bitcoin distributed to the market at this point. That's 88.47% of every Bitcoin that'll ever exist. 21 million freaks. Uh, What are we looking at here? difficult to retarget coming up earlier on my block clock it said it about four days yeah december 27th so less than that a little bit i uh, don't know it's the 23rd yeah four days uh there are 587 blocks till next retarget it is now currently looking to be an upwards difficulty adjustment around one 09 percent according to clark's dashboard blocks been coming in around nine minutes and 55 seconds uh, over the last 2016 blocks 43,920 transactions in Clark's dashboard. uh, Excuse me, not in Clark's dashboard, in his node, in his mempool. (laughs) Um, The percentage of those transactions that are RBF transactions is 22.1%. Fees versus the block reward uh, creeping up. Estimated to be... or Yeah, next block, about 17% of the block reward pretty high samurai unspent capacity i saw you tweeting about this earlier all-time high in both sats and usd currently 1759.6 bitcoin uh which value is valued at 41.4 million dollars
1: um our boy typerbole uh which is a a a great a great username on twitter at typerbole um curated unspent capacity charts so i've just officially the time has come that i've ended whirlpoolstats.com my version and now Aww. whirlpoolstats.com just goes to his so if you go check that out right now it's actually pretty fucking cool um but yeah, a- shout out to him whirlpoolstats.com and he's got wasabi stats there it's his bitcoin kpis but it just goes to the fungibility page um, it's got BISC stats. It's got all the, all, all the good stuff you'd like. Basically, he's making Clark's dashboard, but he's just creating graphs instead of just a static board. Hey, I like the plethora of dashboards that are coming to market. Shout out to our boys,
0: Gimmer and Mark Schwenard at uh, at uh, Bitbo. Bitbo.io. Go check that board out. Uh, this is a new one. We like to see unspent capacity on Samurai Whirlpool going up. Uh, Where fl- There was a little bit of a coin join flame war earlier this week, I noticed. I don't think we have that on the list to jump into, but it's, I what don't think. What was that? I don't know. I saw Shinobi and the the samurai guys going back and forth.
1: Do you have an opinion on it?
0: Uh, I mean, my opinion's pretty public at this point. <laughs> I think the flame wars are a little overblown, and they do. Oh. A lot of people get confused. I had somebody DM me this week, like, hey, I'm confused. Like, I think wasabi works. Should I use samurai? and I don't feel comfortable making that decision on behalf of the freaks personally. I feel like you have more confidence in that well, area. Than Marty,
1: I do. what do you use personally? I use Whirlpool personally.
0: And I have used Wasabi in the past. But I only use Whirlpool because I run my own dojo. I don't think I would run it without having run a dojo. What do you think about that?
1: I think everyone should, should use their own node regardless of uh, what they're doing. Um, but especially if you're seeking out privacy and if you don't if you don't use your own node you should at least use tor or VPN um, but uh, you, then you're leaking you're still leaking a ton of information yeah yeah
0: be aware freaks be aware we're not here to make decisions for you we're here to let you know what we're thinking this is our inc- inclination do your own research please don't trust us verify we could be we could be scammers we could be scamming you
1: I mean, I know for a fact Marty's a spook. i have just been moving him along just so that he gets comfortable with me, so then I can ultimately just, yeah, right in the back. You're gonna stab me? I don't know. I, I, what do you do with spooks? Do you, I guess you can't arrest a spook, right? You got to like just put their feet in concrete and throw them off the off the dock, right?
0: Yeah, if we're going by the departed way of of dealing with spooks. <laughs>
1: You i in. won't stab you i'll drop you off the dock <laughs> alive yeah it's my courtesy
0: yeah you walk into their house with like a uh, little hair um shower protectors over your feet you hit them with a silencer and...
1: oh yeah or like sopranos right like oh we'll yeah. go for a drive marty Oh, let's just go see the woods
0: i like drives oh i like the woods <laughs> what we're going here all right let's jump into the topics big one of the week one we've been covering for months now all year it seems at this point the ledger database dump take it to another level so what happened here i guess the people who were selling it on the black market squeezed everything they could out of it and somebody just wound up uh opening it up to the public it was on pastebin so you could go search uh whether or not your information was on it it's becoming apparent that a lot of very intimate private information including uh physical addresses has been exposed hundreds of thousands of people 200,000 people i believe had their addresses exposed correct at least home addresses
1: um you cut out for a bit there i'm not sure if it was me up oh, yep someone in the comments is saying you cut out oh my ah. bad um so the the there was two dumps two data dumps there was about a million addresses a million email addresses a little bit over a million email addresses that were leaked and then there was over 250,000 um, mailing addresses with phone number and email. Uh, I, I looked at the database, like a, a couple of my buddies are on it. So it's pretty fucked up. Um, just scrolling through, just like lists of home addresses, Bitcoiners, Bitcoiners. Um, very few are using PO boxes, even though they should. Hopefully a bunch of them are using remailing services and we just don't, you can't tell from the data because a remailing address will just look like a, a regular address. Um, but people shouldn't be getting things shipped to their home. But at the same time, like Ledger's got to, you got to secure this data more. And what people don't, re- like, you got to you got to treat it like it's as valuable as as Bitcoin. Right. Um, and you shouldn't be keeping it on, on hot, on hot servers, accessible through the internet, you should be trying to reduce the attack vector as much as possible. If you have to keep records for government agencies, like those records should be on paper in filing cabinets. Like they should be cold stored. You should be taking data privacy as as seriously as possible, especially in the Bitcoin space, but I think across the board. And what people don't realize is, even if you're just on that email list, which to be honest, the majority of funds that have been stolen so far have been stolen through that email list. They send you a phishing email, but uh, a fake email that gets you to put your seed words in. But, but even if you're j- just on the email list, if, if another company that's completely unrelated also suffered a breach, which they all suffer breaches all the fucking time, and they all collect way too much data. So let's say like Ticketmaster got a breach, and that Ticketmaster breach has your email address and your mailing address in the breach. If if someone gets the email address from the ledger breach, they can connect the dots with the other breach and then they have your mailing address as well. Right? So just because you're in the email only section doesn't necessarily mean that there isn't a bunch of different hackers out there and a bunch of different malicious individuals out there that have easy access to your to your home address. It's just that obviously the lower hanging fruit is just a single text document that has fucking 250,000 addresses in it.
0: Yes. And I uh, we, we still have a lot to cover on this topic particularly, but I want to bring this up, um, particularly because I was speaking to somebody last night who really understands these e-com stores. And I think it's good information for anybody in the Bitcoin space uh, running an e-commerce store and having to store some personal data on their customers. Uh, the issue with Ledger wasn't their e-commerce store? It was their CRM or their client slash contact relationship management system, uh, which forces you to collect data, and nobody can del- like that data on the CRM specifically gets exposed. So if you're, it's,
1: the, it's their marketing database. Yeah, exactly. Is the Con- customer manage? It's like what Salesforce does for you. Yeah, exactly. So um, it's that.
0: It's not necessarily the store. It's the database that they take the information from the store and stare, store it there. That's worse, right? Yeah.
1: That's, that's like that's, that's the way that's the world prioritizing works. Prioritizing marketing over your customers' data products. Yes,
0: and that's like the way like apply that to any industry outside of Bitcoin, and that's like a good thing to most people. It's like, hey, I need this data; it's going to help me serve better products. But in the case of Bitcoin, as we're finding out, it's not really advantageous, and it leads to some scary stuff, like the the one phishing email, which I don't think came true, but like I don't think these people are actually going to physically harm. But they're sending an email like, hey, here's your address. I know you live here, send me $500 worth of Bitcoin and I won't show up. I saw another one of uh, somebody received a phone call from another person who was claiming to be a meth addict and needed some Monero to buy more meth on the dark market and was asking them to send Monero. Luckily, that person, according to Reddit, this is a story I saw on Reddit, um, recorded that phone call send it to local authorities the local authorities are on the case but yeah it's just a whole fucking shit storm that's been opened up and hand up you hear tales from the crypt i'm not an e-commerce expert i'm not a data security expert so i just nuked our merch store <laughs> like i deleted I our this. i deleted our shopify and our um our relationship with the the on-demand printing company we were working with because i just they like I would reached out to both and I was like, hey, can we delete this information. They were like, no, and I was like, all right, I just gotta delete the accounts until so we figure to this out. To be
1: clear here, Marty was already deleting, routinely deleting what we could delete. Yeah, uh, but there was there was some data that couldn't be deleted, so he just fucking went ham and just like nuked everything. So there's no longer a TFTC merch store. That's how much we love you, freaks. Um, and if if that means if you're a freak with our merch, like that's limited edition, you know, like there's only so many now.
0: Yeah. Stop getting sweat on them. They may be worth a lot more in the future. No, I'm kidding.
1: This I is mean, you can just go print your own if you want. Yeah, so and then that's... and just donate the savings to Bitcoin developers, please.
0: Yeah, that's all we ask. That's all we ask. A small ask. A very small ask. Um Yeah, I, again, I don't feel comfortable. I'm not a data security expert. Some but people I just want
1: to go back to the ledger hack. Um, you know, there's a lot of talk about like people coming to homes and stuff and, and robbing you or, 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 or putting a knife to you or a gun to you and holding you up or, or, or maybe at the most extreme cases, kidnapping like a loved one or something like that. And absolutely, people should be concerned about these types of threats um, and they should try and reduce their exposure to these types of threats. You know, don't leak your home address. Uh, you know, don't get things shipped to your home address. Protect it. Um, alarm systems, guns, dogs you know these things they 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 obviously help right multisig in in different jurisdictions uh or or just multisig in different areas where you have to get on a plane or something to to get to it um these things help you but at the same time it always comes down to with these types of 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 database leaks and and hacks and stuff it's the lowest hanging fruit almost all the time it's the lowest hanging fruit so so what we see is a ton of phishing emails and a ton of phishing texts um, where they basically try and trick you into uh, putting in your seed. And we've been talking about this on the, on the podcast for the last couple of weeks, and they've been very successful. Like our boy Ergo has been tracking some of so, so not only was this database sold on on the Internet for months. Um, now it's officially been leaked for free, right? So there's not just one group out there trying to get people. There's multiple groups, and at least one group he clustered their addresses, and they've received 24 Bitcoin. So they've received over 500 thousand dollars, and they never had to. They didn't even have to put pants on. You know, they never had to leave their house, and they can hit everyone around the world at the same time. And some people will fall for it, and they'll get paid. And then the next step after that is these threats where they they call you. Or they, they, they email you or they text you and they, they send a threat that they don't actually intend to comply with probably the majority of the time. And they just hope that the majority of people, or just not even the majority, some people will get scared and will send you shit. Um, and I, I imagine the next step after that is like people are going to get actual mail. You know, like this is a fake IRS mailing or this is a police oh, mailing that says, you know, you need to pay this or disclose this address or do this or do that. So, you know, it's it all because that's another that that's a little mo- more difficult. You have to go to the post office. You got to fucking put a stamp and mail an envelope and shit. Um, so it's like there's all these different levels. And unless like a, an attacker has like uh, there's like a specific, you know, they have like specific information. They know this person. They know exactly you know, how much they have, how they store it and all this stuff. It probably won't be worth it for them to risk actually home invading someone. Um, but you know, it, it should be on, on the back of everyone's mind all the fucking time. Like it should be something you should always be concerned about, but we need to be realistic about like, people should be realistic about the threat that like people have a tendency to, to, to absolutely freak the fuck out, which I kind of, I kind of understand, but at the same time, it's, it's important to realize this.
0: Yes. And mitigation could be pretty simple if you use multi-sig with geographically dispersed keys. If you are able to set up a vault that uh, makes it so your coins can only move after a certain amount of blocks have been uh, mined after signing a certain transaction, uh, a, somebody who's trying to physically harm you, they are racing against the clock. So if you have your UTXO set up in a point that it can only they take a very long time to move, that will reduce the, the chance that those coins are stolen. Somebody may come to your house, but they're racing against the clock in their mind like, hey... I've got to get out here ASAP. And if it's going to take me two days to actually pull this heist off, it's, I'm probably just going to run away and hope they they don't know who I am and don't report me to authorities. There are certain things you can do before any of this happens. And the chance, let's be honest, the chance of this happening to any single one freak are very low. But the chances of it to happening happening are probably like not to each individual, but it's going to happen to some people in the future. Hopefully it's not you. Hopefully it's not me. Uh, but you can mitigate the ability for this nefarious actor to actually get your coins. Uh, again, multi-sig, set up vaults where it takes time to move this stuff, uh, and carry guns. Like, say, hey, mess around, f- mess around, and find out. Okay, come into my house, try to set, s- like steal my UTXs, find out uh, what this is all about. I-, I think that it takes one or two stories. Of uh, somebody physically entering a Bitcoiner's house and trying to steal their UTXOs, only to be met with a gun and shot on site to to scare away other people from trying to do the same thing. But with that being said, we're talking that's about very American. That's exactly, very that's, American that's what I was just gonna ways. say. It's it's very American. A lot of people who are on this list were in third world countries where extortion and kidnapping. Not third world countries, but in or countries London. in London, where extortion in third world. Um. Not to, where extortion and kidnapping uh are prevalent and where gun laws uh or freedom to own guns doesn't exist either to protect yourself um yeah sorry for being very american and there's some people there. on that
1: list that you know live in countries where bitcoin is you know likely illegal or less legal than uh than than we're fortunate to have in our, in our country right and um you know i I think there's, there's twofold here. Um, you know, we, we, we talk about personal responsibility all the time and this is very much a personal responsibility movement. So absolutely people need to take these concerns into their own hands, um, and protect themselves. You know, don't trust companies with this intimate information, but at the same time, like we have to expect our companies that we support, um, to work towards our best interest um, and we, we, we should support companies that do and we should avoid companies that don't um, and hopefully uh, we, we see a Bitcoin industry develop where companies do act more privacy focused than their conventional counterparts um, because there's definitely room for some companies um, that add trust to the situation as long as the trade-offs are properly disclosed. And I, I think one of the obvious ones um, that a lot of people have been talking about recently is these hosted multi-sig services. You know, One of them is our sponsor, Unchained, and the other one's Casa. Um, and you are trusting them with intimate financial information at the, at, with the benefit of they hold your hand and they hold one of your keys for you. Um, in the case you need to recover, right? Um, I under i understand that service, but users should be aware that they are, you know, that they're they're sacrificing their privacy, and I that they're not sacrificing their privacy, but they're trusting their privacy with this company. And I I I want to highlight a specific tweet, which was Jameson Lopp, the CEO and co-founder of Casa. Um, was he was basically victim blaming on Twitter CTO. about this? Oh, CTO, but and co-founder. Um, he was basically victim blaming about this, saying that users shouldn't shouldn't have trusted Ledger with this information. But Casa's whole business model is that users are t- trusting them to have their best interests at heart and to like practice best practices. Like that is the whole fucking business model. So we have to be careful here in terms of of saying that we expect Peter McCormick. Like Peter McCormick, who, who's an outspoken Casa user, is not using the process that that Jameson says that users of Casa should be using. The overwhelming majority of of Casa users are not, you know, using a burner email address and a burner phone number and a pseudonym, and 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 paying with Bitcoin instead of credit card. You know, like they're they're exposing themselves, and that's fine because they trust Casa, but you know the the trade offs just need to be clear and and we need to just hold these companies to higher standard. Yeah,
0: I agree. And so pointing out good standards, I think Trezor, they anonymize all their user data after 90 days of purchase or delivery. I'm not sure. Cold Card, CoinKite, Rodolfo announced yesterday, I believe, or the day before, that they're just nuking all of their customer data within, uh, uh, except for orders that are like, going out now and they and they then will, it's
1: 120 days going forward
0: 120 days they'll they'll just nuke
1: everything correct that's my understanding yeah um i mean there's no way someone asked like can you post a deletion proof there's no way to prove that these companies are deleting it so really the best practice is you know jameson's completely right in that regard like the best practice is you don't want to you don't want to expose these You don't, you don't want to trust them in the first place you want to just Keep that data, as much of that data to yourself and not trust them because there's no way to prove they delete. This is the same exact situation we see with the trust model with VPNs. Like the VPN company can say that they're not keeping logs, but there's literally no way we could ever prove it. Yeah.
0: So be aware, freaks. Be aware. Uh, If you are on that exposed database feel for you, it's got to be a pretty shitty feeling, especially if you're still at the, the physical address where that ledger was delivered. If you're still using that email address, that phone number, it's scary. And I, does, does ledger recover from this? I guess that's the last question to, to end on this particular subject.
1: I mean, we see uh, companies don't get punished for these privacy fuck-ups. They don't get punished enough for these privacy fuck-ups. I mean, look, it's a, BlockFi's business is fucking thriving right now. Does anyone even remember that fuck up? Like, does anyone still talk about that fuck up? They'll lose some customers, you know. But in, in terms of the sh- of the shitcoin game, like you want to you want to securely so securely to, to to store uh shitcoin keys in a more secure fashion while maintaining convenience. Um there's really just ledger. yeah, uh, you have treasure and you have ledger. Yeah, yeah. Um
0: be aware and it. it 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 really I don't want to say it's funny, but it's almost poetic that we're talking about this. And the next topic is FinCEN, adding new KYC requirements for withdrawals uh, over $3,000. So it's proposed. There's a comment period going on right now. I believe it started. It's going to this...
1: happen, right? Well,
0: I don't know. I'm a little optimistic that the comment period may be successful in, in at least delaying this. But well, let's let's describe what's going on for the freaks out there. Because it happened last Friday after we recorded last week. And we'd been waiting for it. We thought it was going to happen on December 10th. Didn't happen until final hour on December 17th, of course, as these things usually go. But it seems even uh, then, like this proposal that's been proposed is a little watered down from what they originally wanted. is why they delayed announcing it in the first place. But yeah, so the, the FinCEN via the Treasury is... Uh, proposing that withdrawals from exchanges to personal wallets over three thousand uh, dollars, you have to do some uh, more extensive KYC. Collect the exchanges will have to collect more uh, information from their users, and then if it goes to ten thousand dollars, what's a CTR again? What's that stand for? Um, the suspicious activity report, right? I don't think it's a SAR. It's something else. It's
1: isn't it the same concept as a SAR though?
0: Essentially, yeah. You have to report. You have to send the KYC information of that customer and that transaction to data to FinCEN.
1: Which to is hold. what a SAR is, right? Yeah. But, well, because... It might stand for like Consumer Transaction Report or something, like Customer Transaction Report. I think that's what it stands for, yes. Customer Transaction yeah. Report. Because I don't think you can automatically
0: assume that every... Yeah, CTR, Currency Transaction Reporting. Um, so they're going to have to send that. It's going to be held in the... So there's like, many poetic things about this particular topic we just saw ledger got leaked and all the personal information of ledger users who people assume are bitcoin and other hold bitcoin other cryptocurrencies are being openly attacked with phishing attacks and phone calls and uh claims that people come physically harm them and now fincen uh and the treasury are enacting stricter KYC laws to collect more personal data, hold that data only a week after the treasury
1: suffered an epic hack that, that like, you'd think the ledger hack was bad. Wait till the fucking treasury dumps happen. Yeah. It's like the amount of data that's been leaked. There is fucking crazy. Insane. Like, and I am hearing more
0: like the solar winds thing.
1: Well, that's so Sol- what the treasury hack was.
0: Yeah. Well, so SolarWinds is what? The the software company that's been giving, or not giving, selling their software to institutions like the treasury. And they've been running companies, it. Massive companies. Companies, government agencies, backdoor was found in the SolarWinds uh, technology. And it dropped like in March, right? It took like a, a six months or something, the trigger. Triggered recently. People have been getting hacked, data taken. People are worried about the grid system. Apparently, like, again, I'm not an expert on this particular subject, but it seems very, very fucking bad.
1: The, all the experts live in the other countries. They're fucking hacking us all the time.
0: <laughs> I, pr- I,
1: like, I I, you know, I love this country, but we can't protect our shit. Like, we just can't. So, until then, until ever, we should just assume we can't protect our shit. And we should allow each individual to protect their shit, and we should encourage it. it we, you know, I want to see the day where they're saying encryption doesn't work. I want them. I want the encryption mandate. Like everyone needs to use encryption, and they should force us to use encryption. I
0: I agree. And it's like I think your thought of the week and the SAT standard was perfect. These agencies should be fucking ashamed. Like how could Steve Mnuchin, the week they're getting like hacked terribly, with a straight face propose? this regulation on exchanges. Like, hey, we're actually going to need more data. We're going to need you to give us data that identifies Bitcoin owners. Uh, all the, Give us all their personal information. On top of that, let us know how much Bitcoin they bought at what point in time. And then let's hope we can hold it in these servers and it doesn't get leaked out to the dark web. Because uh, at that point, you have like, like a lot of, a lot of, talk about like protecting your Bitcoin revolves around plausible deniability. Like if you're having the treasury collect all this data and a hacker gets access to it, it becomes a lot harder to have a situation which you have plausible deniability. Cause they can be like, Hey, I know you did this at this point in time. Like I know you right. have this you shit. Give,
1: if you give a hacker or someone, you give like a, a home invasion burglar you give them like a decoy. You give them a wallet that doesn't have all of your funds in it. If they if they know the actual records, then then they're like, no, I know you have all this other fucking funds. And I mean, this is the inherent risk of KYC, right? Because mm-hmm. um, you know all this information is already being harvested. I I um to be honest, I mean, if if freaks go and listen to the Arbed Out episode, like I ac- absolutely destroyed you on the price call. Um, <laughs> but uh, in terms of this FinCEN thing, like. I like to believe that the industry complaints and having our boy Warren Davidson and the other congressmen like push back, like helped behind closed doors. But this was way less of a restriction than I expected. Like this idea, like I I expected withdrawal restrictions, like full withdrawal restrictions, like that you couldn't withdraw $3,000. Now it's if $3,000, if you withdraw $3,000, then they're going to do more KYC on you. I mean, they do so much KYC on you already. Like the the every time you do a ten thousand dollar withdrawal in Bitcoin, I assumed that got sent to like fifteen different government agencies already. Like that was the assumption I was running under.
0: Silver lining for Cash App users. Disclaimer: Sponsor the pod. You literally can't get clipped on this. <laughs> this
1: regulation. Uh, no, because they it their down. daily limit is twenty five hundred.
0: No, it's two thousand. I'm pretty sure.
1: Oh well, either way. Yeah. It feels like it that's not a coincidence, but I have no I have no confirmation. I don't know.
0: No, I doubt that's a coincidence. I I bet it's a coincidence and not intentional because they I, I don't think anybody knew the threshold which the treasury was going to put out there. Until... Freaks
1: are saying it's 2000. They want me to know it's 2000. We yeah, hear it's you two
0: We're trying or believe me, we're we're saying it should be higher. Don't worry. Um but so that, that's one aspect of it and then Oh, I forgot where I was going to go with this. I had something good to go on, too.
1: Oh, apologies. Okay, oh, we're still talking about FinCEN, right?
0: Yeah, we're still talking about FinCEN, but I was going to tie it into something else. And I just completely blanked. Uh, it'll come to me, though. Oh. Um, and so the, the the result of this announcement, obviously, we have this commenting period started today, I believe. It was said to be 15 days, but it started today, and it's only 11 days. It's so all very confusing. Um, but so good comments, Matt Corallo, uh, he wrote some comments over the weekend and posted them on Twitter. And I think he made a really good point, like just the munch and butts announcement proves how little they understand these systems. And I think Matt pointed out a really specific example in his comments, like multi-sig, like, so like, what if you're sending from an exchange to a multi-sig address, controlled by a company, a person, and multiple people. I mean, you could have upwards of five parties involved. Like, do you KYC all of them? Is that yeah. practical?
1: Yeah. Like, They don't care if it's practical. Like
0: I mean, the, is, it po- like, is it even possible?
1: I was Like, do you KYC a business? I mean, is, is it possible? It's possible that they just say you can't fucking, if you're a regulated business, you can't let people take self-custody. Like they could easily do that. Like that is not, you know, they they don't. There's no, um, you know, we see in the in the DeFi land, they're freaking out even more because people. The typical flow is they withdraw from Coinbase directly into a fucking smart contract. You know, it's like, are you gonna are you gonna KYC the hacker that inevitably compromises that smart contract? Like it's fucking ridiculous, right? But they don't care. Like the idea is. Is, is As far as they're concerned, best case scenario, that no one, no one actually uses Bitcoin. Everyone just uses Bitcoin IOUs on regulated exchanges. Like That is the ultimate goal. Um, and they don't fucking care about all these different, they, this idea that like, oh, I, I, could, I could send to my address and then I could send to another address. Are they going to KYC that address? No, they're going to fucking throw the book at you if they suspect that there's anything kind of suspicious and then they'll reassess afterwards.
0: Yeah. <sighs> I feel like the people are maybe again the initial thought you thought you said in the archived out episode is going to be complete ban on self custody got watered down significantly. Now we have this um commenting period. Seems like Cynthia Lummis has come out. She's commenting. She wants everybody to cc her. Shout out our queen Cynthia. Love you girl. Uh like she's getting involved already uh on top of this like if the trump administration is on its way out is that really what donald trump do you think he wants to be known as somebody who killed innovation on the most freedom enabling technology the world has ever seen on his way out of office i think he's thinking about his legacy pretty hard right now um like i don't know i think munchin butts just comes off like Like a bad person and like it just seems very vindictive on the way out from him personally and then i hear behind the scenes that to get this pass um omb omb i don't know my acronyms office of management of budget or something like that
1: home equity line of credit boom
0: (laughs) home equity line of credit yes thank you for uh making us aware of that last week freak sorry if you tell i've never owned a home or a mortgage
1: Real Bitcoiners rent until hyper bitcoinization is complete.
0: This is true. United States Office of, of Management and Budget. So apparently this has to go through this particular office to get passed. And the Treasury, this particular Treasury, um, Stephen butts and his staff and the Office of Management and Budget have had beef. So there's a like another thing sort of working in our favor there that um I could delay this. So the commenting periods on it through the holidays. This is such a scumbag move by a bunch of butts doing this literally at the last hour that he possibly could over the holiday season. Uh it just highlights how disgusting Washington, DC is. Uh we could couple that with what happened yesterday with the quote unquote stimulus bill, which is like disgusting. It,
1: uh, uh. They don't even hide it. They don't no. hide it anymore.
0: Well it's like so I've been talking about this all day. My wife, this is like the first thing that is like enraged her. Like she was literally fuming at the ears yesterday, like screaming, like, and just pissed off at like people who were LARPing all year, like about the state of the country. And like, they're worried about it and like how much corruption there was and how racist Trump was. And there's Nazis taking over, not a peep from anybody talking about this shit yesterday. Like it was like, Oh, Mitch McConnell, like made it $600. Like I don't care if it's six hundred dollars or two hundred dollars or two thousand dollars. That's not the point. The point is all the fucking pork piled onto it. Why the fuck is the Smithsonian getting a billion dollars or however much I think maybe four hundred million, whatever it is? They shouldn't be getting that. Everybody on their staff's making like half a million dollars a year. They have something like seven hundred million dollars of assets on their balance sheet. Like, and we're giving like during a time of crisis when you're trying to help the American people after you've fucking Destroyed small businesses across the country, the backbone of this country. Number one, you're gonna fucking turn around like here's six hundred bucks. Even if it's two thousand dollars, people are like, yay, we're fighting for two thousand dollars. Have some fucking dignity. Two thousand dollars isn't any better. Like these people are pissing in our faces and telling us it's raining. They do not give a fuck about us. I say this all the time. They don't give a fuck about you, freaks. They don't give a single fuck about you, about me. That like it's and it's blatantly obvious. And this past, the House and Congress. These people, these politicians, will get out there, little chirp, chirp, chirp. I'm here for the little girl, I'm here to save you. They don't give a fuck about you. They're giving billions of dollars
1: to foreign countries. Gender studies
0: in Pakistan. Why the fuck will we ever give money for gender studies in Pakistan? Who like what?
1: I think the important thing is that it's fucking bipartisan,
0: right? Like
1: there, it it's this is. You know, fucking over small business, like fucking over the little guy, is is not a a a party line issue. It is something they can come together on,
0: and it's so egregious. So this is something I've been thinking about a lot last day because what sent me down the path towards Bitcoin was actually the TARP bill. I talk about this a lot on this podcast. Took elective economics class my senior year of high school, just so happened to be the fall two thousand seven or two thousand eight, excuse me, uh, when everything was going to shit and the teacher had us go through the tarp bill like line by line over the course of a couple of weeks and at the age of 17 seeing how much bullshit all these politicians were putting into a stimulus package that was needed to save the rest of the country when the banking system was failing like the the stuff that they snuck into that bill disgust to me at my core as a human at 17. fast forward uh 12 years same exact things happening potentially on a more egregious level, considering what's happened to the country this year with the shutdown of the economy. But I think this time may be different because of social media, like the outrage that is that has happened on social media over the last 24 hours. That wouldn't have been possible. Uh, social media was, existed, but it was very early days. That would not have been possible back then. I'd be interested to see if the existence of Twitter and other platforms today and how widespread they are wakes more people up could be wrong That's i mean just i think dog. it's the
1: power of the meme right like yeah. it's a super easy meme to digest like no one you you just you list out all the fucking like things that they're spending money on and then you say and then you pleb get six hundred dollars and you just put it in a fucking png and you tweet it out put it on instagram put it on tiktok like it's very like it becomes very obvious to people that it's fucked right, right?
0: yeah it's so fucked it's so bad these people don't give a fuck about you freaks. They don't give a fuck about you. And that's why, like I tweeted out, I tr- triggered some of you freaks too. I love triggering you. Donnie getting out there saying, nah, cut the cut the fatter and not passing it. It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see if he vetoes it. It'll talk be interesting to cheap. see. Well, talk is cheap. That's why I said it'll be interesting to see if he vetoes it. And if he does, if it goes back to the to the house whether or not they pass it with two-thirds majority, which they, they had the first time around. so
1: He hasn't it, vetoed it, right?
0: I don't think officially, no, not yet. I haven't heard that. Um, but yeah, we started with FinCEN and we ended on the stimulus. The stimulus bill is fucking disgusting. Fuck these people. They're terrible. We're, we're not, we're not going to drown in our sorrows, though. We have some shit. That shout-outs. reminds
1: me, though, because you were talking about triggering people um you had a really poor take last week what was that that we've never that we haven't discussed individually so we might as well do it live on air um when you attacked gamers what was that about marty
0: so that was a what joke over your head that was a joke if you see it was a three tweet thread <laughs> and i was i was uh attacking people playing cyberpunk twenty seven seventy seven particularly so i quote tweeted that dude that dude uh blocked me too by the way whoever i quote tweeted uh, I quote tweeted somebody complaining about uh, cyber, Cyberpunk 2077. I said, "Why would you waste your time and money playing a video game when you could be?" And like the next tweet was like, "When you could be a Cyberpunk in real life." It was a failed joke. It was after RHR.
1: Uh, had you were a little bit, you were a little, little bit drunk, little toasty. I always to come out land. swinging on fucking Twitter after RHR, <laughs> <laughs> right? And okay. then, yeah, sometimes I forget to upload the, the files to you and you get me <laughs> on Twitter.
0: Somebody get mad. I need the file.
1: But uh, I, I, like, use my own uh, – I practice self-control. The freaks should know I practiced self-control the other day because you posted the Mint Gox episode um, about three days after you attacked gamers. So t- I was just going to... You should have I listened gonna, to it because we talked
0: about that tweet in the episode. Oh, yeah. well, I was going to post your tweet.
1: I was going to post <laughs> your tweet underneath the tweet. And I was like, nope, not going to do it. I'll just click retweet and like. And then yeah. I just, I carried on. I was like, Matt, I'm just just, I got to tell the freaks about about this self-control I had.
0: For the brand. Thank you. Yes, it was a it was a, it was a bad joke. Looking back, it was a little tipsy and the uh, joke didn't land as,
1: as, as well as I thought it was going to, but... I mean, full disclosure... I've been playing Cyberpunk 2077. It's a pretty good game.
0: What's the so I this I talked about it with the McGox crew. There's like a
1: bunch of Karens that are just like freaking out that this game didn't meet their expectations. Well, apparently, and then then CD Projekt Red, the developers, uh, made the the age old mistake of they 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 took the bait and they said that anyone who wanted to could cancel, and that you know it just it just blew up. They like admitted they admitted fault isn't it like really
0: bad on playstation or something like that
1: it's like worse on the older consoles and it's better on pc and the newer consoles like this is how physics works like you know like what'd you expect why'd you pre-order the fucking game why didn't you wait until people played it and then gave actual reviews before you before you bought the fucking thing it's like this is what we talk about personal responsibility you know this is super infuriating
0: did you give yourself a big dick in the game
1: I didn't do, I'm not like a customer character, like uh, customization guy. I just like clicked right through that. Like people spend hours on that shit.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I haven't been gaming. I haven't gamed in a while. I, I do appreciate gaming and I do see myself gaming in the future. I do want to check out Mint Gox tournament at some point. I need to get a better computer. I described this. We talked about it. Go check out the Mint Cox episode. Really I good episode. I go listen to it. Apologies, yeah. freaks. Simon Cowell, the guy from American Idol, is really into Bitcoin now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, actually, yeah. I, I see when my son gets older, potentially sons and daughters as well, uh, I think I'll start gaming more because that's actually some of my fondest memories growing up playing uh, with My like my dad loved Torok on N64. You know that game when like you run around killing dinosaurs and stuff like that?
1: Yes, the classic. Yeah, we, uh, we love that game. My dad really loved that game for some reason. I don't brother. know why he wasted his time playing video games.
0: When he could have been chasing dinosaurs in real life? See, that does not apply.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> we've got, uh, before we forget, we've got to get the shout-outs. First one, short and simple. Best location to start a Citadel? Question. Uh, I'll go first. By the sea, I don't know exactly where I'm going to say. By the sea, I need I need my citadel by 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 an ocean. I need a beach. I need waves. I need sun. I need that vitamin D. Nothing better than a beach vibe. I don't know exactly where yet, though.
1: Texas coast.
0: No, Galveston doesn't have enough good enough waves.
1: Really, There's like no the,
0: surfing down there. You got like the drillers in the coast, like messing up the. And yeah, and it's like the Gulf of Mexico is—you're looking south, so you don't get like a sunrise or a well, sunset. I mean, they definitely the have better
1: waves than fucking Wyoming. Yeah, obviously. Yeah.
0: What would you say? Are you, you a guess? snowboarder?
1: Do you snowboard? I, yeah, I have, in the past, I haven't done in a while. But so you could always do mountains and snowboard instead. I, I need, I need
0: the ocean. I need the heat. I Need to be able to take my shirt off. All that stuff.
1: Well, freak, you're never going to get an honest discussion about this unless we're in person because I'm not going to talk about it on air.
0: Ah, um, I answered like a true pro. <laughs> Do you have a climate that you prefer?
1: Probably Antarctica. You know, I just I really like the the super cult. No, I mean, I uh, I, I I like I like island. You know, I, but I I don't think I'm going to be able to pull that off. But I I. My ideal is an like your island lifestyle that you lived for a month there like that's that's what it's about. That view you had, like I wish we were live for that, even though your connection fucking sucked. The view behind Marty for those four weeks of episodes was fucking insane. It was just beautiful, absolutely gorgeous.
0: yeah, it was I miss it I miss it. It was fun,
1: yeah, it's I mean, I'm
0: blocks away from a beach right now, but it's cold. the northeast gets. Four seasons. Um,
1: I kind of like the idea of seasteading, but like
0: eh, seasteading
1: sounds terrible.
0: I would never need a navy. I would never want to seastead. That sounds terrible.
1: You you want to be by the sea, but not on the sea.
0: Yeah, I want to be by the sea and also be able to look behind me, walk on land.
1: What about Michael Saylor's strategy? He's got you know his seven his seven yachts. Yachts are cheesy, not a big yacht fan either. Yeah. Come so on the pod. We'll discuss it, Mike.
0: Mike, Mike, if you're listening, I know you're watching right now. You sick fuck. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to help you sell some of your yachts for sats. Not that you need any more, but why not squeeze it
1: all out? Uh, you know what the freaks have realized this live stream. What do you mean? The reason I get so much drunker than you on the pod is because I actually drink and you just, you just, you don't, you don't actually take any sips. Uh,
0: father, I have to put my child to bed after this. If they interact with him, just give him a bath. Uh, have, I'm whining and dining my wife tonight.
1: I know. wonder if any of our oh, hot date. I wonder if any of the freaks are playing that drinking game that uh, Evil Preston uh, tweeted <laughs> out.
0: <laughs> Shout out, Evil Preston. Uh, my son's taking a nap right now, so we'll see if Rule Number Nine gets initiated. You guys are safe for now.
1: Well, Rule Number Nine is like if Baby Marty enters, you have to finish the bottle or something like that. Five, five drinks,
0: which is the most I believe outside of like a shot. Um. Which I don't know what the shot rule is. We've got we've got six shout-outs get Here's shout-out schedzer. Here's shout out number two. Okay. Sorry. Uncle Marty and Matt and ep number two twelve at the one hour mark, Keith Levine suggested that the TFTC YouTube channel become an aggregator of community generated content. This resonated with me because earlier this week, I wrote, recorded, and edited my own video tutorial for using an open dime. I'm giving the pre coiners of my life an open dime and a QR code to my video. While Matt's open dime video is popular, I couldn't imagine anyone on my gift list actually being excited about Bitcoin while watching it on Christmas Day. He's coming at you, Matt. Keith has <laughs> Keith has the right idea. Your expertise is better leveraged by telling the noobs what they should pay attention to. I hope Keith takes you up on your offer. Merry Christmas, freak! So what a year to be a Bitcoiner. He just called you the fuck out, dude. Are you okay? Fu- I, Are I, you okay over there?
1: I zoned out a tiny bit. I I appreciate you, freak. I didn't realize you were coming at me like that. Uh, my Open Dime video, like go, I mean, if you're watching this through YouTube, after this show, go and you haven't seen the Open Dime video. I have two, first of all. One is for the Uncle Jims, and then one is specifically for the people receiving the gifts. And I legit, I, I, I go, congratulations, you just got some Bitcoin. You know, I, I, get, I try and get super excited for them. I think that's our
0: most popular video on YouTube, actually. <sighs> Ridiculous.
1: You know why I I created that video? Because I was giving people open times, and they kept calling me, asking me how to redeem them. And I was like, "Fuck it, I'll just put it on the YouTube." Now (laughs) I just send them a link. I send them a link to TFTC's YouTube.
0: Matt, I I want you to know that I'm very happy with your video content, your tutorials. I've used your graphing tutorial to set my my uh, my Pixel Four up. All right, next shout out. You know what, freaks? Let's be like, uh, hey, you want to get content on the site? Maybe. Maybe try to be nice.
1: I like the idea of user content on tftc.io.
0: I do as well. I do as well. Really looking forward to your Marty Bent, Matt O'Dell Bitcoin
1: annual golf outing. I love this guy. This guy is the fucking best.
0: Love your ideas of raising money for developers. I'm sure with (laughs) Matt's charming, salty personality, many will line up to donate to this. You're getting shit on today. (laughs) To this brilliant space, always keeping it moving forward. You are a majestic ringleader. Thank you for the education you are instilling in all of us. You guys are the best. Thank you for all you both do at MSCHU68. Hey, I only know by at symbols. I can't think of your first name off the top of my list, but at MSCHU68. Stop thrusting a golf tournament on me. I have a lot of I have a lot on my plate I can't just like pick up and, and plan a golf tournament. Matt I'll
1: run the golf tournament. If you want right. to run the
0: golf tournament, I can't run a golf tournament
1: right now. I'll run the golf tournament. It's
0: not it's not in my, my bandwidth at the moment.
1: This freak who also does not, you know, he's got good opsec. He doesn't actually have his name um on Twitter. His bio on Twitter, I just clicked to his Twitter is his bio is watching Matt and Marty create an annual Marty bent and Matt Adele, Bitcoin <laughs> golf outing. It's like literally in his bio on Twitter. He's trying to meme this into reality. I am down to make this happen. Uh, I, I, I love the determination. I, I love the, the, the consistency. And I want to hear from all the freaks out there that are golfers uh, that also want to make this happen. And we can raise some money for Bitcoin developers and uh, we can be degenerate gamblers at the same time. And we can get, Charming and salty together, uh, which I thought were antonyms, but yeah. uh yeah, I'm I'm excited for it. We'll get fucking trashed and we'll gamble. And I'm, we'll only go-
0: I'm only going I'm only going if it's at Pine Valley.
1: Which course is Pine Valley?
0: It's like the best one in Jersey, right?
1: Uh, I don't know. I think so. I don't want to dox my favorite course in Jersey, but I think it's better.
0: <laughs> is that where you played your member guest earlier this year? Yeah.
1: Okay. I got fucking wrecked. <laughs> that seemed like a
0: very good time. That was sharing the, videos from the
1: course weekend. we played with Rod was fucking lit. Olympic Club, fucking was it? Is it called Olympic Club? Yeah, yeah.
0: Olympic st- Club. Yeah. I still have my three quarters in early. San Fran. Yes, we played both courses too. We played thirty-six holes that day. That was insane. I was
1: so drunk that day that they almost refused to allow me to get on the flight because I went straight from the golf to the flight. Yeah, that was uh that
0: was a way to end a week. That was the same week I found out my wife was pregnant with, with our son.
1: Who it was one of me. the reasons I got so drunk. <laughs> right. Disclosure.
0: By the way, like thinking back on that rod, uh, I gifted you like a bottle of Pinot Noir from when we were in wine country. I don't think that's uh, sufficient for the, the hospitality you showed us at, at the Olympic club that day. Be on the lookout for something else when I think of it.
1: Rodolfo is coming at me in the Twitter comments about saying that real Bitcoiners rent instead of own. And you said Bitcoiners get cheap market mortgages to speculate attack uh, the US dollar. those. They get those, um,
0: they get those uh, home equity lines of credit.
1: I mean, look, that's one thing if you already own the home, but I'm pretty sure if you reduce your short-term expenditures by renting instead of owning and you're young, then you could get more sats that way than if you own. Yeah. you need a down payment. You need fucking put some money up front. If if you know on the Arbed out episode, I was complaining about how my 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 annual worth, my my sats per year, the amount of sats I could bring in keeps going down every year. Price your rent in sats and then you'll feel good. I like that. It is just going straight down. It's going to, number go down.
0: That's, that's a number you want to see go down. All right. Next shout out. Merry Christmas, Marty, Matt, and Freaks. I've been pumping the festive music since Halloween this year. And these two lines from one of my favorite keep ringing in my head. And thrill of hope. And we, I don't know what song this is from, so I can't sing the tune. So I'm just going to imagine. A thrill of hope. The weary world rejoices for yonder's break. A new and glorious morn. Change shall he break, for the slave is our brother, and in his name all oppression shall cease. Here's to our best days being ahead of us as we keep fighting the good fight. Hope Santa's good to the freaks, your friend, Serpent Dove. Shout, Cheers, out, to, freak. shout out to Serpent Dove. Thank you for the shout out. Appreciate it. Ooh. Now, uh, did this shout out happen live on air? Might huh? have happened. I think we just got one.
1: I like that. That's uh, a cool aspect of the live show. No, nah, we didn't. I'm oh, fuck! Marty's the worst man. Uh,
0: this one's short and simple. Last one. Uh, Merry Christmas, freaks! Enjoy a bottle on me from at NCKBDC. Shout out, Nick! Thank you for listening. Love you, brother. Oh, uh, thank
1: Nick. I'm in our- Nick's uh- fantasy league. How you doing? Oh, I'm fucking, fucking destroyed. Absolutely, Absolutely destroyed.
0: Did I see Nick Carter beat uh, Alex Gladstein this week?
1: Yeah. The word, <laughs> the funniest part about a Bitcoin or fantasy league is the buy-in was a million sats. Um, so, like at the beginning of the season, it was like eighty bucks, and now it's two hundred and fifty dollars. Expensive. It's pretty cool. I mean, I, 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 I made sure to you know replenish my sats in the beginning, just just to be sure, because you don't want you don't want to be short the corn in any kind of way. Ever, yeah.
0: especially in a in a high high stakes league,
1: but I mean, it was hard for me to you know I'm in three fantasy leagues and a pick them, and it's just hard for me. It was hard for me to get excited about. i don't call me an old timer, but like football with an empty stadium, while like the That's whole safe. world was just getting like forced into a pod, was just like not entertaining to me. No, It's like it, the curtain had been pulled, and I, and, and Bitcoin just takes over so much fucking so much time mental mental capacity this was
0: the first time in my family fantasy league that i was actually i was the best i was number one in the league all year and Then my uncle just beat me by two points and i left so many points on the bench it was fucking not fun not fun and then my uncle texting me like rubbing it in my face thanks all right back to the list well, this is like relatively short this week compared to the last two weeks, but
1: well, we have a short week and it's a holiday week, so people aren't really announcing things.
0: That's true. And but it's like the content is, as you freaks may have noticed up to this point, a great conversation starter. Long conversations. Nigeria is now the second biggest Paxful Bitcoin market after the United States. It's pretty big news. So, uh, QZ Quartz, they had an article out about this. Uh, I saw Jack, our boy Jack, tweeted it out. Last It week. was a
1: fucked up headline originally. Yeah. I I changed the headline.
0: Yeah, because they said it was like the second, second largest usual...
1: Bitcoin market. Yeah, but it's Paxful. Second largest Paxville Bitcoin Bitcoin market. Yeah. It's very different.
0: So for any of you freaks who aren't aware or maybe new to this show and the Bitcoin world, Paxville is a P2P uh Bitcoin exchange where individuals can put offers up and exchange Bitcoin for cash with each other, or they don't even need cash. They could use um, gift cards. And, I
1: think gift cards is the most common.
0: Yeah. gift card. Yeah. So Matt Alborg, who's been on the show a couple of times, he's done a lot of incredible research on this. And he actually called this trend earlier this year, but yet uh, in light of the SARS movement, of uh, the banks shutting down the ability for Nigerians to raise money, uh, to protest against the government this year, with the movement, the SARS movement particularly, uh, they've been moving to Bitcoin in mass, and that has led them to number two on the Paxful volume list. It's pretty massive, and it shows that Bitcoin works for the people who need it. These people got deplatformed by their banking system, and they were able to turn to Bitcoin and start raising money. And they've they've led successful protests, or like they, they've been putting up a fight because of Bitcoin, whereas they would have been completely demonetized and. Uh, stripped of the ability to receive and then spend money, Bitcoin fixes
1: this. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, a couple of things, uh, extremely bullish to see this kind of on the ground usage of Bitcoin in Nigeria. Um, and it's used as proper dissident tech. You know, they, they, they were cut off from those financial platforms and then they use BTC pay server and no one could block them easily. Um so that's really fucking cool. Um, the second thing with Nigeria is that it's a major remittance uh, country, and that's what Matt was always covering, Matt Alberg, um, which is like this idea that they're sending money from the United States to Nigeria. Um, and there's a lot of Nigerians in the U.S. Right, and and he would he would talk about like if the volatility didn't matter as much because if the traditional platforms were taking thirty percent, forty percent cut. Like you could take a hit on volatility and still end up on top. Yeah. Um, and then the third thing is this SARS movement has nothing to do with SARS or COVID, the <laughs> no. virus or COVID. <laughs> yes, we should be clear. Which about is confusing because that's what I originally, when I saw the hashtag like really? four weeks ago. I mean, I, that's the only SARS I know, right? And like COVID is technically like SARS something, something, right? Yes. Like SARS COVID 19 or something. Yeah. So like the whole world is like in pandemic lockdown and there's a movement called like the SARS movement, you know, and it, it stands for like their, what they're like, pol- the polit- political police or something, right? Yes, I believe so. I think they're Stasi. Yeah.
0: Um, yes. It's not, has nothing to do with the virus. It is uh, about the, mo- the political movement and their, their fight because it's, it's getting very authoritarian there has been for a while. If any of you freaks, again, I think we, do this out there the summer when the movement started. If any of you Nigerian freaks out there, um, want to reach out and give us some more color on this particular situation and get us some, some first person stories about what's actually going on on the ground. DMs are open emails available. Um, we'd love to hear it. Yeah. Come on the pod as well. The platform is open.
1: Um, I don't like come to the golf outing.
0: Talk about, (laughs) come to the golf outing. Uh, Talk about clickbait. You have a clickbait in the list today. What? Bitmain Civil War Escalates. This isn't an escalation. This is a de-escalation.
1: I mean, that's my title. I know. Yeah, it's clickbait. Is that clickbait? I think so. I thought it was cheeky. I thought it was salty and charming. (laughs) It's misleading. It's
0: Clickbait. So, for you freaks that don't know, uh, Bitmain, large mining company, Uh, builder of the AntMiner series. The S9 is considered the AK-47 of the Bitcoin mining industry. It's been around since 2017, or excuse me, 2016. Maybe before that, 2015, actually, now that I think about it. Maybe yeah, 2015. Regardless, they created great machines. Jihan Wu, uh, their frontman CEO, got a little power-hungry. They decide to back Bitcoin cash, failed miserably. Uh, they have had an internal battle between uh, Jian Wu and Jian, um who was uh, the co-founder uh, over the last few years. Uh, one has been holding the chip manufacturing hostage while the other has been holding the uh, actual machine manufacturing hostage. And they've had these internal battles. The S-17, S-15, S-15, 17 series have uh, have uh, really struggled, I believe because of this internal struggle and the combination that their best designers left for micro BT. And so like a lot of the S15, S17 uh, miners that hit the market had high failure rates and it's just been a whole shit show. And Bitmain's been losing ground to two competitors over the last few years due to this internal battle. There was a point earlier this year where I believe Jihan Wu's team, like went like physically stole a uh a business license from uh from Team Jean and it was like capture the flag governance and it's really been something in the mining industry it's like what the hell is going on with Bitmain when they're going to solve this well it seems like they've officially solved it uh and they're going to spin off some of the operations and each go their separate way Jean's going to get some and uh Jean's going to get the other so I mean, it, it seems like I an think,
1: escalation to me, Marty. No,
0: I think it's over. They're going their separate ways.
1: It's not over. Has it ended yet?
0: If if they're each spinning out their things and going their separate ways, then...
1: A spinoff seems like... Um, I, I seem That seems like a major escalation to me.
0: No, that seems like an ending. Like, all right, because originally it was going to be a buyout from what I understand. Um, Jean or Jian Wu was attempting to buy out the other party. And they were in a stalemate like the other. I forget exactly which way that transaction was going to go, but the other was holding ground being like, no, it's not going to happen. We're just going to drive this business into the ground. So they spun out, broke it, broke down and spun out uh, different lines of the business, each getting some. Um, off the top of my head, I can't remember who gets exactly what. But I would say this is... No,
1: but Zahn is borrowing money to do the spinoff. It's the, it's the same thing as before, right? I believe he is bar... Uh, I, this, I'm reading the article right now. It says he's borrowing $600 million to buy out Wu's ownership stake. Yeah, but he's pledging shares.
0: Yeah, so this is like... who gets... it's like
1: fucking with their IPO, too. They were about to IPO.
0: Their IPO was fucked from Jump Street because of what's been going on. I don't think it's an escalation. I would say it's a de-escalation. A little Very bit more
1: fair. Cl- I was clickbaity.
0: It's more clarity. It's more clarity for the mining industry at least. Like, all right, now this at least part of this conflict has been resolved. Whether, um, or, not, whether or not each each party's happy, I don't know for sure, but a decision has been made. It's not the stalemate anymore. Something has happened.
1: So I don't know if we should give them a free ad, um, but yeah you know, when we do a live stream and a company successfully memes off that live stream, I feel like they deserve it. And right now fold app is offering 18% off Callaway, um, 18% sats back off of Callaway We're calling it the Matt Adele special, um, full disclosure. I bought a new driver using this, this, uh, sats back like four months ago or five months ago when they first signed up Callaway. Um, so if you're if you're a Bitcoin golfer out there, fucking eighteen percent sats back on fucking Callaway is,
0: uh, hey Will and maybe crew, not I'm,
1: the best driver, but it's fucking eighteen yeah. percent sats back.
0: Will and crow, I'm a Titleist man. Where's that Titleist deal?
1: That's what I want to say. The Marty Ben special. Let's go. Let's go, Will. Make yeah. it happen. Yeah,
0: use this clip. Send it to them. Hey Titleist, if you're listening, and Fold is showing you this video, Marty would use that that sats back deal to buy a Titleist driver. Actually, I like titleless wedges more. Ping drivers are actually surprisingly very good from my experience.
1: You know, I own a Callaway driver now only because of that offer. I think it was even higher when they first launched. I think it was 25% or 20%. And Bitcoin was at like $4,000. So it was, it was a very profitable driver for me. And now, right now I'll admit that it's because of ownership bias. But if anyone ever asks me in the future, it's the best driver, and it's 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 only because of my bias. Whatever driver I have is the best driver. I'm gonna fucking own this thing for like six years. I can't buy a fucking new one. They're so fucking expensive. Yeah, and people get very particular about their drivers. Such an expensive sport. I think it's all it's you know it's, it's mostly bullshit. Like yeah, you're yeah. not gonna get it in the hole in enough, enough enough shots to be any good. You just go out there and just have the drinks and have a good time. Like you can just walk around with sticks and you'd be fine. Like you don't, the, you don't need nice clubs.
0: Yeah. You're, you're more into the sport than I am.
1: Stack sats I, instead.
0: Yeah. Stack sats.
1: I you just need g- the etiquette. As long as you have the etiquette and you look like a golfer, you'll get invited to like all the nice clubs and then you're good. Like you shouldn't pay for membership. You shouldn't pay for nice, nice uh, clubs, you know, and you should just have a good time. That that's the golf motto.
0: Yeah, have an etiquette. Don't walk on people's putting lines. Yeah. Make sure you're you're using your divot fixer, make sure you're you're filling your divots in with sand, don't talk in somebody's backstroke. Shirts tucked in. Be cognizant of what club you're at. Each club has different rules. Some of them more strict than others. Micro strategy. Can't stop stacking corn, baby. You fucking did it. You did it. And hey. Am I allowed to tell the freaks what you what you said to me earlier today?
1: Maybe not. I don't know what I said to you earlier.
0: Microsale has been growing on you.
1: Oh, I go back and forth. It depends on the day. Yeah. But, all right. So, how about one second? Why you're going to bring that up. Fucking, I don't have it on the list, but the Elon meme. And sailor jumping in there and like throwing his dick around and being like, oh, Elon, like you, I just bought $1.3 billion worth a Bitcoin. Like you should get off a of zero is fucking fire. Like that is fucking yeah. fire. That meme was vulgar. It was a great, it was a fucking great meme. I know. I know it was literally laughed my ass off when I saw it. <laughs> Second richest man in the world. Right. Is he? Elon's number two. Yeah, because Tesla's Tesla's like the only... Did you see? So, Sailor also released a website, strategy.com, because he's got a fucking domain hoarding problem, hodling issue. It um, takes one to know one. To absolutely. hundred. That's why I switched to <laughs> hodling. Do, hoarding domains is using domains. It's important. Um, strategy.com lists the S&P 500 and whether or not, like how bad they did against Bitcoin over the last 12 months. Yeah. It and it's like pretty- only Tesla and one other company have outperformed. Oh, and that, so that's the thing, right? I want freaks to be, freaks should be better reply guys. Like if you're trolling Elon or you're trolling Portnoy, you can't troll them on have fun staying poor. Both of their stocks that they hold the, like the majority of their net worth in have outperformed Bitcoin. Penn is Pen, outperforming Pen is outperforming? Yeah, and Tesla is outperformed Bitcoin. So you can't, you can't hit them with that. Damn. You got to hit them with the, Smart man go would, take profits, go. would take profits into Bitcoin. You know, like you, you have this. You, you know, you have this company that you're obviously a whole hog into. Consider taking some profits into the best money we've ever had. Um, I would agree, right? Like that, you gotta, you gotta be tactical with how you employ that. Yes, yes,
0: and yeah. Don't tell Elon Musk to have fun staying poor. That's just.
1: There were so many people <laughs> who told him that. <laughs> well, because he had that other tweet that he was like, Bitcoin is almost as bullshit as fiat. Which is an almost. endorsement. Almost. It's an
0: endorsement. It's better. It's better. It's an improvement over fiat, at least in that context.
1: He also pumped Doge 20%, though. Uh, you threw that one word, Doge. Uh,
0: yeah, because he knows he has that like That influence. That influence. Elon, if you're listening, Great American Mining is very excited for Starlink. Keep keep bumping us bump us up the list, please.
1: Come on the podcast. Yeah, come on the pod. Come to the golf outing.
0: Yeah. Come to the hey, I know you're a golfer. Love that shit. Yeah, Elon. Like we can talk about energy and Bitcoin merging. Uh how Bitcoin like we can talk about Drew Bonsal's Bitcoin astronomy pieces and how you actually, if you want to the Martians and the Terrans to transact with each other. Something like Bitcoin needs to exist. You're not going to be able to PayPal each other from Mars. Uh, I know you're listening. Think about it. Back to the topic at hand is micro strategy and why we brought them <laughs> up. Uh, they officially announced earlier this week that they finalized the issuance of the bonds that they announced a couple weeks ago or last week got the cash and acquired the bitcoin secured the bag so as of december 21st 2020 microstrategy holds an aggregate of approximately 70,470 bitcoins which required an aggregate purchasing price of approximately 1.125 billion with an average price of $15,964 so he's not too far from being uh, 100% up on the the um what's the the term i'm looking for the cost basis of all the Bitcoin that he's bought up to this point that MicroStrategy has bought as a company, so it's pretty massive.
1: Um, yeah, he got
0: it. He got a, he's up, he's
1: up 50% right now on the cost he basis. Got a good, he got a better price than I expected. For it seemed list? it appeared that the price kind of ran away from him when he uh. After he announced. It's funny with these guys that they have to basically announce well, ahead of time.
0: It's the aggregate cost basis of the buys he made earlier this year plus the buys he made last
1: week. Right. But even the buys he made last week, he got at an average cost of under $22,000. Yes. Yes. That is true. Yeah. Which is a great
0: price. $21,925. Yeah.
1: That's a great price. Right, what are we at right now? Twenty four, twenty three, five. Damn. Right, he's already up. He's already up fifteen hundred dollars of Bitcoin. He's already up per Bitcoin. What tone was calling as the bottom of this cycle?
0: Hey, hey, leave tone alone. Why would you bring tone? Tone didn't ask for this.
1: I don't know. I heard fifteen hundred. I'm a simple man. I heard fifteen hundred. I thought hyperwave. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, love you, tone. Yeah.
0: MicroStrategy stacking sats, tens of thousands. And ooh, that's the one thing I wanted to mention. He was on Michael Saylor. making him grow on me. I think the way he described Bitcoin on Fox Business yesterday morning was beautiful. Bitcoin's not a bubble. It's, it's, it's a chain reaction. I think that description of what's happening uh, with individuals and in Bitcoin at this current moment is an incredible way to describe it. It's a chain reaction, freaks. Once you get the virus... The virus is spreading. Do you think t- Pomp will ever uh, tweet that again?
1: I think it's super awkward after what happened in 2020. <laughs> I, I think it's partially Pomp's fault. I mean, to be honest. Yeah, like, people don't give him enough shit about it.
0: Uh, maybe Pomp's a spook, and he was trying to warn all of us, and he's like a double agent.
1: <laughs> I, I'm I'm down with it. Put put his feet in cement, throw him off the dock.
0: No, no. You tried to help us.
1: Oh, uh, I thought he was we were warning us. all the spooks. No. We're not going to pump. We're not
0: going to cement. <laughs> cement shoe you to the Mississippi. Don't worry. Um, time to get to software updates. I think the first one's a pretty big one. Again, boy Jack tweeted about them earlier. Say, Blue Wallet version six point zero point one has been released. Anything major in this update? Before I pull up the release notes and make myself look like I'm I know. I think asshole? it
1: was mostly bug fixes with their most recent multisig, like uh they, they they didn't have the batch send set up properly and stuff like that okay i i imagine the next couple of releases at blue wallet is going to be them ironing out the multisig. Okay. uh shout out to blue wallet for getting a shout out from jack like that's a nice little bump for a fucking wallet yeah it's pretty massive uh he tweeted them out for people who don't know what i'm talking about yes he did
0: uh Eclair version 0.5.0 has been released. That's a major release, I would imagine. Major changes. Cluster mode. Eclair now allows you to scale up one logical lightning node across multiple servers. That seems like a pretty big deal. Uh, They have blockchain watchdogs. Is this watchtower? Is this what Eclair is calling watchtowers?
1: Um, I don't know.
0: Fetches Bitcoin headers. Oh, uh, so they're just adding multiple data sources to, to fetch Bitcoin headers. Uh, to determine... We're talking whether, about Eclare, right? Yeah, yeah they're, this is a way to determine whether or not uh, nodes are being eclipsed. They're going to pull from multiple data sources, one of which mempool.space, shout out mempool.space, big fans of them. Blockstream.info is the other, and blockchainheaders.net over... headers over DNS is, is the other source. So three sources they're going to pull headers from to make sure that uh, their nodes aren't being eclipsed, which is a pretty big deal. Eclipse attacks are what people worry about a lot especially with Lightning. Because uh, if you get your node Eclipse attack, you don't know you're being forced closed and you have no recourse there. That's what I imagine that's for, correct?
1: Eclipse attacks are like one of my favorite attacks. Yeah.
0: Would you want to describe it an Eclipse attack to any freaks who may be new to this Bitcoin? This is
1: like the main thing that... Uh, this is like... Uh, not the main thing, but the coolest part of the Blockstream satellite to me. Because the the the, the, the dirty... The dirty, simple way of explaining an eclipse attack is that all the nodes you connect to are malicious nodes and they feed you bad information. Um, So the way to avoid that is to have a second source of truth. Uh, And one of the easy ways to do that is to have a separate node that's running through Tor because it's harder to eclipse attack uh, an onion node that's running through Tor only. Um, And it's very difficult to eclipse both of them. Uh, but with Blockstream Satellite, you automatically have this second source of truth. Um, so, I mean, obviously, like you shouldn't just only trust the Blockstream Satellite. Uh, but if if you have both, uh, you can protect yourself very cheaply from anywhere around the world. Um, yeah, and cheaply and easily. And and we saw an Eclipse attack happen on ETC uh, Ethereum Classic, the original Ethereum chain, uh, to Coinbase. Coinbase got Eclipse attacked. And so if you're a public node, like if someone can figure out what Coinbase's node is, obviously you become a bigger target. You know, no one's going to Eclipse attack Marty. Like that's like ridiculous, right? But if if there's a public exchange node and they know they're only running one node and they're like so stretched thin because they have a million shit coins they're supporting, then they become like a really good target. Um, yeah. Yeah. There you go. Eclipse attacks one on one. Yeah, eclipse attacks are pretty fascinating. And then we had that one. I forget what they were calling it, but that it was like eclipse attack on the ISP level, right? Where they like just cut off an ISP, uh, so that one ISP is just like if if your 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 whole internet service provider is just I believe this was bad the, data. I believe this was the
0: Erebus attack. I think that I
1: don't know. That was one of the attacks. All the names get fucked up in my head, but. Um, I'm looking this up right now. But that uh, one was fun as fuck. Like, that was
0: cool. That was if you had. So if you're running a node using one ISP and all your connected nodes were using the same ISP, technically that ISP could see that the action going on. You. Yeah, and the ISP could. You don't pick the. Yeah, so the Erebus attacker ISP's goal by your ISP. is to isolate one or more. And so Glenn Almanco, Peter Woola, worked on fixing this and they fixed it with, I'm trying to think of what the solution was to
1: it. But like they could have just, you could have used the Blockstream satellite and if you compare the two, you'd be good.
0: No, this is why I love tftc.io tags. I can type in Erebus attack and see what I've written about it. Erebus
1: attack. Because I
0: want, now it's going to annoy me if I don't figure out the solution.
1: Um, I agree with you, Mellow15N01. It was it was funny telling Elon to have fun staying core. It just was not accurate. Yes. Yeah,
0: ASMAP, A-S-M-A-P, is what they uh, added to core version 0.20.0, or I guess we just say 20.0 now. Is that correct?
1: Um, yeah. Yeah, we yeah. just jumped. Well, I don't think...
0: So they make sure you're connected SMAP- to
1: pushed yet right has it i don't know Um, it's merged but that release hasn't been released yet
0: yeah so they're going to drop the zero from the front of core releases um not priced in as map is what is used to uh defend against potential erebus attacks and it makes sure that you're connected to nodes from different isps Um, so you'd have to have those isps coordinating to eclipse attack you which is less likely than one doing it That was like the most technical I've gotten on this podcast in a while. I'm very proud of myself.
1: Super exciting.
0: Right. (laughs) Uh, Shout out. Just
1: to be clear for the freaks, like I think Elon has a massive bag of Bitcoin. I've been saying this for a while. Um, Since like, like I think he, he, he stocked up in like 2018 is my guess. And I think he's got like a, a decent fucking bag.
0: It would make sense, right? Like, wasn't that the original view of PayPal? Like what they wanted to do,
1: yeah, and like you don't post like people don't post dogecoin memes unless they're a bitcoiner, right, yeah, like routinely, were that meme
0: you posted last week, like it was perfect Bitcoin meme you you suffer from that that problem more than anybody I know what dogecoin memes, no, being able to pay attention to what you're supposed to be paying attention to because of what bitcoin's doing,
1: oh uh, there you go i got I got uh, distracted, <laughs> right. Um.
0: pretty big news you guys have been waiting for it team at Unchained uh, and CoinKite have delivered Caravan adds PSBT support and ColdCard cold officially joins Caravan uh, I believe you were able to do it via the vaults initially but now it's officially in Caravan which is their open source implementation of their vaults
1: um yeah, that's my understanding. I think they already they already had support for it in Unchained proper product but not in the, uh, not in Caravan.
0: Yes. So if you go to caravanmultisig.com and select a wallet, um you can add a cold card wallet to a caravan. So if you don't want Unchained... Specifically
1: in air gap mode, which is dope. Yeah, PSBT. If you don't want Unchain PSBT involved- is good in general because all these wallets should just support PSBT. Like there should be like we should be able to have like random ass wallets that like no one really knows about that just have full support in all these software libraries because they just, they, they use the PSBT standard. So like, like caravan shouldn't have to update for every fucking wallet, every hardware wallet, uh, which really we shouldn't even be calling them harder wallets in the multi-sig era. They're more signers. I think like signers is a better term. Uh, it's not a perfect term. You know, there, there's a lot of better terms we could have than hardware wallet, I think. Um, but you can have signers from all around the world, from all different manufacturers, and the individual software libraries don't have to update if they're all just use the partially signed Bitcoin transaction standard.
0: Yes. Shout out Andrew Chow for working on that. I saw some activity on the Bitcoin dev list around that this week. And shout out. Uh to Steve Myers and the Bitcoin developer kit. They made a big announcement this week and we didn't, um, we didn't have it on the list. So I'm going to pull it up right now. Oh, I missed but, that. Um, yeah. Cause I want to talk about what I wrote about in the bent today.
1: BDK. Well, we have that on the list, right? You yes.
0: Um, yeah. So the Bitcoin dev kit team announced version 0.2.0 uh, of the main, BDK, Rust Library, featuring a lot of new features and improvements. These guys have been working on it for quite some time. Uh, Shout out to Square Crypto and a few others. I can only say Square Crypto at the top of my mind because that's the only one I'm sure of for giving grants out to the developers working on this particularly. But um, yeah, a bunch of new stuff in the Bitcoin development kit, which is a project aiming to standardize a lot of the, the wallet making process for uh, teams working on wallets out there so that they can do what Matt just described and that is communicate with each other um, regardless of of which wallet it is. So key generations, new generic key types, uh, descriptor templates have been added, easier creation of blockchain and database. Uh, There's a descriptor descriptor macro and a bunch of other stuff. If you freaks know, I'm terrible at reading release notes. So I'll put this link in. Matt and I's Telegram chat right now, so I added to the notes so you can read it yourself because I am dumb. And I am dumb. And shout out to Ben the car man for calling me out on this because I, I blew my load a little too early. Uh, but this morning I wrote about the, the blog post that Shortbits, the team at Shortbits, released, particularly Nadav Cohen, uh, who's been working on the whole team at Shortbits, been working on this, but Nadav. Uh, specifically has been very focused on discrete lock contracts and bringing products to market for Bitcoiners, so that they can leverage discrete lock contracts, which are a more private and scalable way to do smart contracts. And they announced uh, that they successfully created a stable coin using a discrete log contract uh, earlier this week. Roman, which I don't know if it's Roman from Hoddle. Hoddle. Did you assume that as well? Did you read that blog no, post yet? No, I don't
1: think it is. My guess would be, Sure, just any Roman smarty. <laughs> my bad. Um. Yeah, continue. I mean, just to push back, stablecoin is the wrong word too. I think
0: it's yeah, it's technically a. There's sta- no coin. No, exact. Well, so we're going to get into the nuance of this, but that's the continue. beauty of it. Makes it even better. So it's a it's a contract for difference. That's what they're calling it right? And what this contract for difference allows two parties to engage in a discrete log contract. And the purpose of this discrete log contract is so that one party is able to lock in a stable amount of US dollars in Satoshi's and the other party is able to go naturally long Bitcoin uh, at the same time. And so what you have is two counterparties, the one who wants to uh, maintain a stable amount of US dollar value in Bitcoin because they want to skirt the volatility, they enter into the contract, say it's $22.80. And for the length of that contract, they will always hold $22.80 worth of Bitcoin in that. So depending on the price, the other person in that contract would be naturally long. So they believe the price of Bitcoin is going to go up. And uh, basically what's going to happen if the price of Bitcoin goes up, the person looking for the stable value is going to give Satoshi's to the other person, uh, their counterpart. And so person who's long the Bitcoin price. So they're going to get sats. That person's going to have a stable value. And uh, if the price goes down, it's the opposite. The person who's betting on the Bitcoin price going up is giving the person looking for stable value sats so that they maintain that US dollar value uh, over the course of the contract. Very, uh, very rudimentary right now, very uh, simple, not really complex, and only two individuals can enter in this from what i believe at any given point in time in any one particular cfd uh but nadav says in the future and this is where i fucked up i said it's on the lightning network now it's not it will be in the future once dlc has come to the lightning network Um, and in the future they hope to make it so that you can trade these cfds and transfer them creating so the transfer of the cfds would equate to Uh, a stable coin, if you will. And the beauty of it is is you don't need a new token. It's all done on Bitcoin within this contract. You don't need to spin up a Tether or a DAI or a USDC, whatever it may be. You're just uh, interacting with a discrete log contract that on one side of the contract maintains that value over the course of the contract, which is a very creative and fascinating way to solve this particular problem.
1: Um. I mean, I think this is pretty cool. Uh, we kind of saw this in a more trust, w- trust required way. If you like, uh, if you do, yeah, you do like a one-to-one short on BitMEX, um, and then you you kind of have you 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 don't have the Bitcoin volatility, but instead you add trusted third-party risk, right? And um, in this case. You don't have that trusted third-party risk, but you add less liquidity is my assumption. It'll be harder to find liquidity in this kind of environment. Until, um,
0: until that contract's tradable, at which point I would imagine more The But one thing
1: I want to mention here is CFDs are not like a new financial concept. I'm pretty sure it's part of the reason the 2008 financial collapse happened and they got banned afterwards in America. Really? Go into this. I was not aware of this. I'm pretty sure Dodd Frank bans contract for differences. This would be news to me. Can any
0: freaks in the comments? I can't see the comments by the way. So if you guys have been interacting, I've not seen anything.
1: I have like three different comments tabs open right now. So hit us hit us freaks. Um yeah, Dodd Frank. stopped americans from trading cfds
0: but all right let's deal man this Th- these cfds would be fully collateralized collateralized from the onset
1: well it's because one side is using them for leverage right one side is using bitcoin to go long bitcoin yes so that's the risk but
0: it's locked in that contract
1: Look, I believe in free markets. So if people want to get wrecked, they have the right to get fucking wrecked. Um, like, I don't believe that, the, you know, we should have Dodd-Frank and shit decide if, if you have CFDs on Bitcoin. But, but you I could, just wanted to mention that it's, it's not a new... But I think uh, that's
0: different. I think, uh,
1: again, this is news to me, the CFDs. This could be one of those moments where we, we practice my favorite way of learning. Which is to say, a dumb comment on on the pod and get berated by the freaks for well, days I think, afterwards.
0: I think you have proof of reserve within the contract, so that's where. And the
1: well, if the problem is what you said. What are like when I said, well, then you have a liquidity issue, and you're like, yeah, but we could trade them. So then you start trading the CFDs, and then people start taking like leverage on the trades and shit. Like it just you just have this huge thing that you just.
0: Transfer. I said transfer, not trade. That's the difference.
1: Oh, I, I thought you were saying that there'd be like tradable markets of CFDs no, to transfer. You, make trans, you
0: transfer the individual contracts. You give up ownership to the next person in line.
1: In what kind of method? Like in a like an order book type of method?
0: No, in like a in like a wallet type of method. Where hey, you want to spend your? What's CFD? the difference
1: between transfer and trade, Marty? Goddamn, brother.
0: Sorry, my brother is FaceTiming me. Uh, wow,
1: oh wow, I, I thought we were
0: Um I consider you a brother, Marty. I do too. There's a lot big difference between <laughs> tra transfer and a trade. Like a you're transferring something. Like I guess the intention would be the difference. Like you're transferring okay. something to get utility to get something back in return where a trade in the context that you just brought it up, I would imagine, again, I could be completely wrong about this. This is just, again, it's my my bent, my inclination, the way I'm thinking about it. Uh, a trade in the context that you're describing would be to, to try to get yield out of that contract, um, where one side is certainly doing that, but it's, it's literally hard programmed into the DLC. where It says if the price of Bitcoin goes down, you have to give up Satoshi's to your counterpart so that he maintains his U.S. dollar value amount.
1: I mean, the simple way that I'm thinking about this, right? Because I I read this post. I mean, I read this post by our boys at Shared Bits. And I think as, as any Bitcoiner who would might read the post was like, okay, I don't know what the fuck's going on. So then I read it like five more times. Um, and, and my simple man's explanation of what's going on here is one person... Reduces their volatility risk. One person increases their volatility risk. Correct.
0: And the risk is confined to the contract.
1: Right. But it's not, that's, it never gets, it never, that it's the beginning of the financialization, right? Like you you start there and then you build another contract on top of that and you trade that and you do this and you, you can do all these different fucking things on top of that. When you're trying to build liquidity and do, Like, the reason March 12th happened was because people chose to take on additional risk and reduce others' risk, right? Similar end goal.
0: Yeah, worst case scenario.
1: And then they all got called at the same time. Yeah. All the way down
0: yeah that's completely i mean that's the risk I'm you're willing cool to take with. yeah i'm cool with it too
1: as that's long so- as people know the trade-offs like i think people should have the right to get wrecked
0: yeah and that's like one half of the contract is obviously taking on risk to eliminate it for the other person like, i think i right. that's, that's pretty obvious and on the table with the intention of the product right
1: a trust-minimized bitmex is cool but it does not stop it from being reckless for the people who use it. Right? No. That's basically. I think that's I think that's a good channeling of, of what I'm thinking here, right? Okay. I, I think my complaint with this CFD is the same concern I have with something like die. But the advantage of the CFD is that it it's simpler and and things that are more complex have a lot more ways that things could go wrong, but it's a similar concern i have right is yep. that
0: i would i would i would argue you have less layered risk than what exists right. in die so but it's the
1: same it's a similar concern trajectory of where i am with something like die yeah but it could be and honestly, it's like die like, but with bitcoin
0: like we and i say it all right? time, like i have no need for Instead stable coins no it's not like that at all
1: you it kind of is
0: I mean, it kind of is, but it's completely different in the fact that you're not like giving up. You're not giving the up. The
1: collateral is Bitcoin, instead of the collateral being ETH, and one side's taking leverage, and one side's reducing volatility risk.
0: Yes, but it's a it's a transfer of Sats within the contract. No matter what's going on, right? Like you're not transferring.
1: Yeah, same, DAI same. for Maker. I die. mean, with die, you're transferring ETH. Yeah.
0: But no, because you're transferring ETH to a contract that gives you die. The die gets liquidated. That then, your ETH gets liquidated on the backend. It's all SATs. And there's
1: then you have maker. Things.
0: Then you have maker involved in that too. Like there's, I, there's I, many I, more layers. I said of risk. in the
1: beginning that there's additional complexity, right? But but in in that situation, the ETH is collateral. In this situation, the bitcoins Sats are the collateral, right?
0: Sats are the collateral and the payout. And the token. Again, I, I, I think this is a huge reduction in
1: risk, in that Wait, terms. When someone uses die, if there's a margin call, they get paid in ETH. They don't get paid in die or maker or anything. Like I, they have these other tokens and shit. You know, the die is supposed to be the stable thing, so they can trade it and have liquidity. And maker is supposed to be the governance token or whatever. But at the end of the day, if ETH falls in price by half, the person who was the opposite side of the bet receives their ETH as their they receive the full collateral as, as their ETH. Well, in this situation, the person on the opposite side of the bet, the person who was who was saying that I, you know, I think it's I think it's gonna go down and I'm I'm hedging my volatility risk, receives SATS. So the 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 end result. Is relatively similar, with, with a way smaller attack surface, way less complexity, a hundred percent,
0: and less leverage too. Like I don't think this is leveraged at all.
1: Well, I mean, you could we can lever the fuck out of this shit,
0: but it have to be on top of the contract. We're talking about again. We're talking well, not about
1: necessarily. Why?
0: Because why can't you do like a hundred X DL- on this shit? the DLC? Dictates what can happen within it. Why? Yeah, you'd have to create like. Why couldn't you do hundred X on it? Like leverage?
1: Yeah.
0: I don't know. People smarter than me, team at short bits would have to step in here, but I think I just am very inclined to believe that this is a very large reduction in risk because it's less layered. It's all dealt in SATS and everything's fully collateralized from 100%. the onset of everything's fully collateralized from the onset of the of the contract.
1: L- I think it's less risk than the alternatives that exist to to reduce your exposure to Bitcoin volatility. Right? So the competitor products to reduce your exposure to Bitcoin volatility have more risk. I think it's significantly more risk than just holding your fucking sats. I agree.
0: I agree. You know, like
1: what, what like what is I'm not saying I'm gonna use it. I know, but this idea that like this idea that volatility of, of pe- Bitcoin pe- price people needs to want be it. solved is 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 a misnomer to me. The, this idea that the Bitcoin volatility needs to be solved is the same idea that like proof of work is a problem that needs to be solved to me. See, I, think- I would I would agree with you there. I think proof of work is the is is the real innovation and I think free market price discovery is the real innovation. Like I think the dollar has always been volatile, but we never had a free market that's priced against it to show the volatility.
0: Hey, I'm directly align with you there. I completely agree with everything you just said. I don't plan on using these products. Uh, The point of bringing it up is the market, obviously, wants these products in some way or form, particularly in LATAM or Africa. Uh, We've had Matt Alborg on. He's described that uh, a lot of individuals in Latin America, particularly, want to use stable coins to, especially in bear markets, to... A hedge against price volatility. I'm a hodler. I'm stacking and racking in cold storage. Um, but there's some people out there, again, that's a very American view. Very American view. Um, no, but I agree with you there. I, I'm like, if you're willing to wait, it depends on your time horizon, right? Like between December 2017 and March of this year, like this would be a good product for people trying to to hedge downside price risk.
1: from December 2017?
0: Yeah, the price well,
1: is cl- we're like about even. Yeah. Oh, okay.
0: No, yeah. no, until March of this year. Like when you had Right, like,
1: but if you jumped into it in March, you know, like there's this it's a yeah, like exactly. weird thing. What?
0: Exactly. Like yeah, it's like trying to Utilize like, these products. It's trying to, t- you're trying to time the market then too, which is not advisable, but
1: it's it is, the argument to be
0: made mean, that that's a beneficial product during that time period is pretty strong, in my opinion.
1: There's this weird thing that people think like a currency needs to be like 100% fucking stable to be a proper currency. Um, I would argue that the major issue with volatility is downside. Um, so, so I'd prefer a currency that was designed to pump forever. <laughs> I don't need a stable coin. Uh I I would I would like a, a currency that uh, increased in purchasing power year after year, and that's called Bitcoin. Like that that is that is well, the innovation.
0: I agree. But again, with those small intra eighteen month periods where it doesn't go up for people who need it to be somewhat stable or at least appreciating to the upside this makes sense and I'm not here to defend the product I think it's cool I think it proves that anything that these shit coins are saying they can do that Bitcoin can't will eventually come to Bitcoin in a better way too I think in a better
1: was, way the key is the better way it's cleaner yeah, it's much cleaner
0: and that was Uncle Matt and Marty tiffing a little bit I'd be freaks enjoyed
1: it that's what they look like live ripple ripple we got to talk about this obviously our boy, our boy brad garlinghouse what a chud! finally getting what was coming to him what a fucker uh
0: paying for fucking china runs bitcoin proof of work is evil you're getting
1: literally just they like i just want to be 100 percent clear here i do not want the u.s government regulate like choosing winners and losers and and putting putting people out of business and 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 you know taking down cryptocurrencies but the playbook i think i think the playbook corporation has been to buy our fucking politicians and try and use them against bitcoin like they've been trying to do that like they got they had fucking Ben Loskey.
0: I hope that motherfucker fucking, gets disbarred. Fuck ben that. Ben
1: Loskey fucking the New York Department of Financial Services passed the most onerous anti Bitcoin bill ever in the Bit license in New York and then left and joined the board of fucking Ripple. Scumb former SEC chair, forget her name, Mary was their lawyer. Like they they tried to use regulatory capture to attack Bitcoin. And now instead they're getting they're getting voted off the island. I got to pick up. So I I do not support it, but the irony is fucking palpable. I think,
0: I think Jeremy Rubin had the best tweet about this to highlight like what I want to say. Uh, it was a GIF from Mean Girls. The one guy sitting in the back saying, "She doesn't even go here." Like Ripple's never been a true cryptocurrency. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's it's. That's like, so that's like, again, nuance. Hit your fucking checkerboards, freaks, finally. If you're waiting for that one, bingo. Not your checkerboards, your bingo boards. There's so much nuance to this where it's, that's like the thing that like skews me. Like Bitcoin's so pure and all these fucking leeches try to leech onto its brand name and what it's trying to do and be like, oh, I'm like it too. Ripple's nothing like Bitcoin, never has been, never will be. And like, it has like 10 validators. Nick Carter's told us like when they wanted to download the Ripple blockchain they literally had to mail a physical hard drive to the Coin Metrics offices so that they could Not
1: a hard drive, it had to be an SSD. An SSD. So they, they mailed them SSDs, yeah.
0: Yeah, just like that's how centralized it is. Like if you want to download the Ripple hard drive email them and ask them to,
1: here's the chain. We're going to FedEx you the chain. <laughs> yeah, it's fucked.
0: But it's it's literally, and I'm pulling shout out Crypto Cobain. I know we've had our differences on Twitter.com, but you highlighted this particularly, like the the meme around Ripple for the last how many ever years. has been oh, we're like getting institutional adoption. We've got so many partnerships. Like everybody's using us. All the big You're banks. we the US
1: approved, Vaughn.
0: Yeah, like we're, we're like everybody's using us. And then if you like the SEC, love them or hate them, the one thing that you can appreciate is they get a lot of data. And they, in this report, particularly in this complaint against Ripple, has a lot of data in it. Probably the most damning being the amount of sales that the Ripple Corporation so you have to separate Ripple, the corporation, from XRP, the currency. Um, Ripple, the corporation. Selling XRP. So if the the narratives that they've been putting out there, like "Hey, we're corporate approved. We've got all these partnerships. Everybody's using us." Were true, especially if you're you're using it as a settlement network in the banking system that settles a lot of money every day, uh, you would expect that their institutional sales to these partners would be higher than the sales to retail investors, and that's just simply not true. Uh market sales in USD to retail investors is seven hundred sixty three million three hundred seventy four thousand five hundred seventy eight dollars. Institutional investors only six hundred twenty-five million dollars about. So they're literally dumping on retail and a bunch of people are like, Oh no, they got all these partners No. If you're one of those people saying they got these partnerships, Ripple's going to the moon, you're getting fucking played. <sighs> Stop letting yourself get played, freaks. I hope you're a new freak here. Like, they are yep. dumping on you. Jed McCaleb started Ripple.
1: Remember when CNBC was shilling Ripple last cycle?
0: Brian Kelly, people don't forget, motherfucker. Oh, Literally so told sad. people had to buy, buy on, what was it, pa- Poloniex Is Poloniex yep. even around anymore?
1: Let's be honest, though, right? Like, the SEC is just going to fucking put a slap on their wrist, right? I, eh... It's gonna be like fucking EOS, like EOS, is fucking.
0: Fuck EOS too. EOS is a big money laundering scheme. If you can't yeah. recognize well, that, what do like... you think
1: fucking Ripple is, right? And they just they got a fucking massive. Sl- they just got a slap on the wrist. It was a very it was a very minor slap on the wrist. And I yeah. kind of expect the same thing here. And and just like, did you see like Kobe is doing like this whole new staking op with ETH too, right? No, I did not notice this. Oh, and that's why I thought it was funny. You, out of all people, were what's he doing? giving him a nice nice positive well, shout out. This
0: particular tweet on Ripple is like the only
1: He's like a he's like a main player in the ETH2 staking game. Really.
0: Nah, he's been pushing it hard,
1: way to behind it.
0: Yeah. Good luck. Good luck. ETH2 will never be delivered. I'm fucking more and more confident about that by the day. Sorry for any of you ETH believers out there.
1: I mean, they're probably not listening to this podcast at this point. They're just like masochists if they just listen every week. <laughs> right. Um,
0: anything you can do, Bitcoin can this do better. This, like, Bitcoin will do anything better than you.
1: I know Bitcoiners hurt themselves in their arguments by calling too many things scams. Um, and it, it's hard to defend the claim of scam. You know, it's easy to defend that pretty much... I think pretty much every asset. People think I'm just talking about altcoins, shitcoins, whatever. Every asset's going to trend to zero in terms of sats. Like when you price it in sats, your your annual stats per year, your sats rent every year, your fucking the the value of the Chrysler building, the value of Apple stock, the value of Litecoin, all trending to zero. Super easy to defend that statement cuz it happens year after year. It's just fucking happening. Saying something's a scam is is hard to defend. Um, ripple is a scam like it is fucked up Uh, it is absolutely fucked up and I think one of the best Nick Carter tweets ever is their bullshit claim that they like discovered XRP and he has like Brad Garlinghouse (laughs) colorized discovering XRP like in the badlands of fucking California and they're like covered in like blue XRP juice it's like fucking hilarious the best thing ever
0: like the men in black uh, opening Uh, fuck you brad garlinghouse he's gone on he's like he's like one of the main purveyors of the china controls bitcoin fud that dude can eat a dick in prison if if it were up to me sorry if that's vulgar but don't really care
1: i mean i think prisoners should be able to not be forced into non-consensual homosexual sex um and i feel like it's kind of fucked up in this country that we just like oh like the second someone goes into jail like oh they're going to get raped ha huh? yeah like that's fucked up like our prisoners shouldn't be raped
0: i was saying a proverbial eat a dick right i don't know i know, know but if...
1: it, I, <laughs> I feel strongly about it anyway, i'm happy that you do cuz it is pretty it's just up. weird like in this like culture that we have where are like you know you you kiss like the wrong person the wrong way and they go after you but, like, oh, the, the second someone gets charged with a crime, like, they should just get raped. Like, we're cool with that. Like, that's fine. It's, it's, it's whatever.
0: <laughs> it is a, a double standard, if you will. Uh, yeah, the prison system's very fucked up.
1: Yeah. So, Dreamin, our boy, Freak, uh, was at the first Citadel dispatch last night, um, said that Crypto Cobain put up a 1,000 plus Bitcoin buy wall on ETH BTC on Bitfinex. Um that got completely filled today. So like he's making plays on his ETH2 staking, uh, whatever. Yeah, have fun.
0: Hopefully you get those sats back.
1: See, that's a proper term, you know, have fun staying poor. But like to Elon and Portnoy, like you're not gonna get Portnoy on it, man. He's been fucking banking on, on, on Penn. He's been a fucking
0: it's approaching $100 right now. Dude,
1: he doubled down in the, in the fucking March dip. He acted like a proper Bitcoiner. It was just not with Bitcoin. It was with Penn. Right. Um, and he and- fucking doubled down and bought more, you know, and like put his fucking name on the line and then became David Day Trader after that. David Day Trader was like a whole, a whole com- con- concept that was built around the fact that he couldn't talk about Penn because he was a major <laughs> holder in Penn and it was against securities laws.
0: It's been yelled. So, at like, dude's times. a
1: fucking player. Like, I'll give him shit all day, every day. But, like, you got to give him calculated shit. You can't just like uh,
0: say have fun staying poor because yeah, like not
1: he's poor not, poor at not all. gonna. He no, knows I mean, exactly what he's doing. He's not. You know, you're not getting. He's not fucking quad poor hedge eye motherfucker. No, like you got to know your. You got to know your target.
0: You know what I love? I love Dave Porter. He's got skin in the game, like you just mentioned with the uh pen double down in march like what he's doing right now with all the small businesses like like we talked about the stimulus earlier like he fuck. should he should
1: let us set up a BTC pay for him
0: he should dave if you're listening anybody from barstool is listening um <laughs> we just got an XRP troll XRP bitcoin uh in my mentions but back to i pretty they exist 100- they live 100% positive dave's not listening to this anybody from barstool uh, if we can help contribute to the small business fund that you guys are raising by allowing Bitcoiners to contribute Bitcoin to the fund, please reach out. We happily set it up. It is uh, not. I mean, again, like that's one thing working at Barcelona for the very short time that I did. It's not a shtick. Dave is hard on a sleeve, brick by brick, works hard, knows his shit, doesn't back down, has skin in the game. And I think this year has been an extremely uh illuminating year to to prove that even further if you weren't convinced before twenty twenty uh what they're doing for the small business like it's it and he shouldn't even have to be doing it. Like what Barcel's doing for the small businesses? Are you fucking kidding me? Like why does Dave Portnoy have to do that? Thank God he is, but like
1: it's so fucked that it Dude, small businesses got absolutely destroyed, destroyed dude. Fucking wrecked. Absolutely fucking wrecked. It's sad, it's man. Ridiculous. It is it is fucking disgrace. It's the
0: backbone of our fucking economy.
1: Like fucking disgrace. <sighs> but but Dave, you should you know at least come to the golf outing.
0: <laughs> yeah, Dave. I know you're not a big golfer. Send the four play guys or something. I don't know. No,
1: uh-huh. they have don't they have a golf outing?
0: They have like a golf tournament
1: but he doesn't he doesn't play I don't think Dave golfs no
0: I think uh, he actually he has the record at um what uh what's the the course that they played the US Open at in New York recently
1: Bethpage like right outside the city I think we're probably Bethpage is on Long Island but they have played U.S. Opens there. They played it last year, I think. Yeah, I think it was there. Yeah, they I did, mean they, they haven't played shit this year. Fucking Corona.
0: Yeah, he does. He do, He does know how to swing a club.
1: Bethesda cl- is a state course, so it's you know you can anyone can walk on and play. They have five courses there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I went to that event. It was. Uh, don't go to golf in person. Shinnecock. Event. Like, it's where's not, Shinnecock? Shinnecock? Did someone say that?
0: No, I'm just thinking that. That's yeah, it is Shinnecock. Mind. Someone said that.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, apparently that's where almost Long the, Island. He set the record. Um, busy man, though. But yeah, anybody from Barcelona, if you guys need help setting up. What
1: do you mean pre- he sent the record? Did he have like the worst forever? <laughs> no, like, what does a, that even
0: mean? He had,
1: uh, he had, I forget. Oh, it's in Southampton.
0: It, there was something about, um, he had, like, a certain amount of mulligans on each hole.
1: <laughs> I forget what it was. So he, like, set the record for being as bad as possible. <laughs> yeah. I forget what Dude, it was. Dude, this course is beautiful. Yeah. Um,
0: That's all we got on the list. Do you want to keep riffing? Are people liking the live stream? What do you guys think of the live stream? Like, do you, do you like our ugly mugs? Should we keep doing this? I'm going to get a better computer, so.
1: I think the- they like the live streams. I mean, it's, like, a weird time to do it. You know, like, 2 p.m. on Festivus. Yeah, um, but I think they liked it. I I think we'll hopefully you know let us know, freaks, like uh, reach out, you know, comment on Twitter and shit. I assume a bunch of you will watch it on a later, later time schedule. That's cool. <laughs> um, if you're listening to the podcast on our podcast feed, um, we also appreciate you, and let us know if it's created a degraded experience because we were live streaming instead of just doing it as an audio first kind of situation.
0: right yeah something we've been priding ourselves on up to this point is a audio only is that a different differentiator maybe we've been wrong about it who knows like we can do both broken does both but like i'm i'm also like been like hyper cognizant of just like my uh my mannerisms during this because uh never done a live stream for rhr
1: particularly or I mean, I, we have I done think. live streams for art. We did one for Bitcoin Magazine for the Independence Day. Independence Day for having.
0: Oh yes, I forgot about that.
1: We crushed that too.
0: If I do say so myself.
1: But that was like forty-five minutes. It wasn't like a what is this like two hours, or fifteen yeah. or something. Yeah, we're getting there. A lot yeah. of content.
0: A lot of there's probably like ten hours of content out there in this week alone, which is pretty crazy.
1: And we love you, freaks. Uh, you know, traditional media would say we're going to take a break for the next three weeks for the holidays. Nah. And we said, fuck you, we're going to double down.
0: Corn doesn't <laughs> eat even more. I hope you guys like the warm background I have here. The fire is cooking right now. I'm sweating. Fake news, man. I do actually have a fireplace. I'll, I'll put it on
1: right now. Just well, so not well. according to James O'Byrne. Oh, James, James.
0: I agree with you. I prefer a wood fire, a wood burning fire over a gas burning fire. But I prefer... A gas fire over no fire at all. There's something about heat from a fire that's very, uh, and I don't want to say, is it animalistic? The right word I'm looking for. Very human. Very, very good. Shout out to uh, Sats Quiet, Sats Quiet, Sats Quiet. Say that. Fucking love the live stream. Do it again. We're not too ugly for you, freaks. This is good to know. Do you want to riff on any anything? Are we wrapping up? Or are we do um,
1: You want to give? No, I'm not going to make you do that. Do it. Make me do it. Put me on the end spot. of year price prediction. Ah, oh, motherfucker! I was not expecting that.
0: Thirty k. Thirty k. Watch, we're going to dump to like fifteen. Would
1: you say thirty k? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm already on the record saying thirty k, and someone uh, ridiculed me, and they were like, "Matt, you know not to make hard hard price predictions." But the important part is, if you do make a price prediction, you should make it as soon as possible so you can just get past it. You know, you don't want like the McAfee Dick thing just like hanging over your head. Yeah,
0: dude, still. What happened?
1: Is he in jail?
0: I think they're hunting him down. I don't know if he's in jail.
1: Is McAfee in jail? You still have to. He needs a hundred thousand in like the next five days, otherwise he's legally compelled to like eight days. It was last year, wasn't it? I think he still has time. No,
0: he had to eat his dick like almost 12 months ago.
1: Either way, like there's no way. His dick should be be
0: fertilizing ground right now because he shit well, it first, out already.
1: The, the amount I believe in Bitcoin <laughs> is that I refused. I almost just said there's. I would eat my dick if Bitcoin hit 100K by New Year's and I won't do that. I will not make that claim because I do not... Like Bitcoin at any point can just...
0: I don't really love my dick particularly that much, but like, I'm not going to eat it no matter what.
1: Like, I mean, Bitcoin could theoretically pump to 100K by the end of the year. Theoretically, It is not yes. out of the question. To me, that is like an 8% possibility. There's like an 8% possibility. Eight? eight? Yeah. Put it at like
0: 0.08. Point, at eight. Well, you eight. fucking bear,
1: really? 0.08? There's
0: an 8-bit possibility that it goes to 100K between now. There's
1: six days, seven days. 8%. I think is reasonable. Eight bips. Eight bips. Okay, so what about sat-sent parity by the end of 2021? So so we're talking... Yeah,
0: that's not even 8%, dude. That's like... That's like 12%, mm, right? No, it's like maybe half a percent. Maybe half
1: a percent. A Half a percent for sat-sent parity by 2021. That's a mil. So will you give me 200 to 1 odds on...
0: No, I'm not giving you
1: 200 to 1 odds. On Sats and out in bitcoin uh ah, no. I will bet you a million Sats at 200 to 1 odds. <laughs> that I'm not giving you... I'm not giving so you, now you two do Bitcoin. and Parity, but I <laughs> also get, two get bitcoin. the 200 to 1. Oh, my God. You're, You're not getting be, that. You're your like great grandkids would be like working off the debt. they would <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I couldn't to, collect. I wouldn't be able to collect. I would take... No, I could not really take a million sats from you. I just wouldn't even. No, you lock up two Bitcoin, right? And you're good to go. Oh, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. But those are like very valuable, two Bitcoin.
0: Uh, exactly. That's why it's not going to engage in this bet, just in case it happens. Wow. Marty just. I'll bet push ups. I'll do push ups for you. Like, make me do like a thousand push
1: ups. 200 to one push ups? In- yeah. I'll
0: have to do like 20,000
1: push ups in a day. I could fucking do that today. Robert Hamilton says we should never take a hundred to one. You just never do it. Yeah, no. But but the reverse a poker logic player is too. If you can get a hundred to one bet, you should always take it. Yeah, obviously. Obviously. obviously? Well, I mean, there's a bets that I wouldn't take that were a hundred to one. Probably, I think. Well, like
0: like Sats, like Bitcoin being one million dollar by. Will Litecoin ever
1: flip in Bitcoin? Uh, no. Right, like I'd bet you a hundred to one on that.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't take that. But I'm not going to take Bitcoin being a million dollars
1: by the end of next year. I didn't say that. I said sad send parody. It's the same exact fucking thing. It's different though. It's a little. <laughs> it's a little. It's a little bit different. It's true.
0: It's true. I didn't sats- say
1: sat dollar parody. I'm being reasonable. Everybody join us. Sats 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 sats. Satsendparody.com. Have we hit it yet? Not yet.
0: Do you have that domain?
1: I have said I have said dollar <laughs> parody as well, just in case. Ah, <laughs> uh, but always... but uh, our boy future Paul made the website. I just gave him a redirect.
0: A shout out to future Paul. What a legend! Shout out to Paul Miller, your boss. What else? Uh, what else do we got going on? Let's riff here. We're live. And I'm getting dinner to... with him in a little bit. Him and his T- sister. It'll be good.
1: Cr- Christmas dinner tonight. No, no, no! It's gonna be post Christmas. It'll be this weekend. Uh, in person at a restaurant. Yeah, you, you can't have like what I'm gonna have a Zoom dinner with him. Obviously not.
0: I'm like, you going
1: to a restaurant? You cooking? I, you know, your lady he's probably listening to this, but I, I, I assumed he was inviting me, inviting us over, my fiance and I, to his, his apartment. But we might be going out. I guess. I mean, New York City. I I don't think New York City. You're allowed to. Uh... I ate inside, oh, I eat inside right? yesterday. And it felt so
0: good. It's so good.
1: Yeah, I mean, I assume I'm gonna eat inside at his apartment. <laughs> that that that's yeah. the plan. That's what. Uh, let's end the lockdowns.
0: I'm done. I'm fucking done. If you couldn't tell by the light switch, Lou episode. It's time. There's too many small businesses struggling. Risk exists. Take care of your health. If you're afraid, stay inside. I don't know why we're ending on the, or I'm taking it here, but I just feel passionate about this right now. Like,
1: I mean, Marty, I mean, you made this pretty clear. I mean, I think we both made this very clear from the beginning. Yeah. It's, fucked. I mean, it's, and like, if you're going to do it, if you're going to expect small businesses to shut down, like, you got to just, like, like fuck the Smithsonian and shit. Like you just got to just like pour money into everyone's pockets. Like Dude. if if you want to pretend like this is like a patriotic duty that people should just close their small businesses, then you should patriotic duty UBI into every single fucking pocket. Well, like constantly.
0: So like, let's dive into this. Like people are like, oh, like so this is nuance hit nuance again on your bingo boards. If you haven't already, I don't think we should be giving UBI or handouts to anybody. But if you are, and you're going to like cover this in a stimulus package and like LARP about you, oh, we're saving the American people. Fucking, hey, all you Joe Biden fans out there, did you see his tweet yesterday? This is incredible for the American people. Thank God we passed this bill. A fucking blowhard. Like, they don't fucking give a fuck about you. They I mean, don't the give... The
1: status quo is the opposite of UBI, right? The status quo is like universal Let the, Let the companies... <laughs> But the like company... universal we take your money.
0: All right, we're at the point where I'm tipsy enough on an empty stomach, I'm going to bring it up like should we have a tax revolution next year? Like should people fucking pay taxes if this is what the government
1: Pay your taxes, freaks.
0: Don't listen. I to know me. not Matt, Matt. Matt, I'm not I'm going to pay my taxes. Or I'd paid my taxes this year, but I'm seriously questioning about paying them next year because are you fucking kidding me? Why do we pay taxes? Why do we pay taxes? Why? Why do we give these people our fucking money? They can't handle it.
1: And they give it away.
0: And they fucking give it... Well, a fist (laughs) is better than a slap. If you have five individual... Like, why? why, Because of jail time. Why why do we pay these taxes? Uh, Again, I don't want to go to jail. I have a 10-month-old son. I'm seriously like...
1: Is there enough? You just dox your son like that.
0: Is there enough energy <laughs> behind the people who've been fucked over, which is most people in America this year, to be like, "Fuck you! Why am I? Fuck you! Why am I going to give you tax money when you're giving a billion dollars to the Smithsonian, four hundred million dollars for gender studies in Pakistan? I give small business you shut down. Like, what the fuck is going on? Why are people putting up with this? Like, should we put up with it? I, I guess. The framing of the original question may not be, maybe a bit uncouth and uncomfortable for people, but I guess the question, a better question is (laughs) think about how your tax money is being spent and whether or not you're getting as much value out of the work. You're wiping sweat off your brow, paying all these taxes, and they're fucking sending it overseas for gender studies like what the fuck is going on right now and why are we putting up with it like why are we just complacent cattle
1: in this bullshit fuck these people fuck them um, <laughs> I love you Marty um, uh, two comments from the freaks in the comment section uh, I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I can't see he's the good dude he's a good dude so you shouldn't block him um, Robert Hamilton says Marty's gonna have fun staying in prison <laughs> um, and and partis BGC Penn says, let's all go to jail and just make the jails our citadels.
0: <laughs> I like that. Our, hey. we're we're gonna skip the jails and go straight to the gulags, freak. I hope you realize that. Like they do not want us to be as free as Bitcoin allows us to be. They don't. They don't. They don't want that. And they're gonna come and they're gonna come after us. They are. They already are with Steve Munching butts. Fuck these people! Like, why do we just give power to these people? It fucking pisses me off. And I pay my taxes. I actually have a recurring payment to the IRS set up just so like they don't freak out. Like, but it's like ah. I don't know if that was TMI, but
1: I mean it's not TMI. Pay your taxes, freaks. <laughs> yeah. Fucking.
0: But Someone no. But dream, at one point? Under the
1: comments goes came for the Bitcoin talk, state for the tax advice. <laughs> <laughs> but at what point do we push back like this is, this is not working out for us people Robert Hamilton tells you don't worry Marty I'll be next to you in the labor camp and we're not going to the
0: labor camps we're too strong we're too smart we're too good looking for these people they're all ugly inside and out fuck these people man this is why we Bitcoin you know what let's pay our taxes let's keep building at Bitcoin let's keep our heads down Let's make it as strong as possible. Get it in as many hands as possible. We can walk away from these people in due time. Maybe not this year. Maybe not next year. But at some point, it's going to get to a point where you say, Bye. Fuck you. Fuck you. Ah, get so enraged. Drink. I'm pretty sure that was a role in the drinking drinking game. ah.
1: What if you sigh? Yeah.
0: All right, but I have one more
1: glass of whiskey. We can't finish this until this is done. My dog has great size. What are they like? You have a dog yet, Marty? No, a kids enough. I don't. There different.
0: Obviously, it's different, but
1: kids a lot of responsibility. Yeah, the dog like helps you raise the kid.
0: Yes, and I so like I we. My wife and I have always... We're, we're going to get a dog at some point. First, I need to get out of my in-law's house. Get into
1: my own house. Uh, their house looks gorgeous. It's incredible. Um, like I'm it's looking a, at like It's beautiful. I'm already. never
0: going to leave. Like, I have no incentive to leave. I don't
1: here. understand. Why are you sitting where you're sitting instead of that beautiful chair behind you? Because with my, the, my father... will ready to go. You just have the bottle and the glass. It's just like, is that the after hours?
0: My father-in-law has a shocker on the chair. I'm literally not allowed. I'm on a stool right now. Like... If I'm going to stay here, I can only sit in the stool. His leather chair is off off limits until until I support his daughter to a point where he doesn't have to worry about her. So yeah, I would love to sit in the chair. I look at it every day longingly. It's a gorgeous chair. Yeah. <laughs> it's beautiful. Fuck, um, man. Well, this is a, a holiday issue. As we're getting pissed off at the end of this, Let's take some time to be thankful for what we do have. Twenty twenty has been a pretty shitty year for a lot of people.
1: Um, I'm thinking like an asshole. It's been a good year for me, to be honest.
0: Me as well. Had a child. That's been an incredible time. TFTC is blowing up. Thank you, freaks, for tuning in. We've we've grown like 150% from a download perspective. Uh number thirty two podcasts in the technology section in the US on Spotify. <laughs> <laughs>
1: But not in the world, only the U.S. Yeah, only the U.S. But I'll take it. And only Spotify.
0: And only Spotify. If, yes. if
1: anything, I think we'd probably do better outside of Spotify. Yeah, Spotify like, like is like we're Spotify is only like five percent.
0: Right. Spotify is only five percent of our downloads.
1: Yeah, we're probably crazy. like top eighteen in the U.S. outside of Spotify. Wouldn't be surprised. In technology.
0: Wouldn't be surprised. I don't follow these stats unless, like, the only reason I know that is because Spotify like put it in front of me. Um. Yeah, I'm thankful, Matt. I'm thankful for you. Thank you for being such an incredible co-host. Um, your lady, her cookies have been delicious. My lady has been. Do you uh, actually eat them? Yes.
1: Yes. It's funny because she is like, she doesn't eat gluten. Oh. So, but it's like she makes them. She makes and them real like, well. Like, she she makes them real to well. She eats like a little bit to make sure they taste good, but she doesn't fucking eat them.
0: Hey, I was going to say her name, but not going to dox your lady but
1: I appreciate you come on thank you
0: come on don't don't poison yourself for us they're delicious you don't have to worry about it
1: they're very good yeah it's an issue
0: thankful for my health thankful for you freaks thankful for great American mining my son wife thankful to be alive even though this year has been fucking weird we're live. We're breathing. We're pushing forward, and it's a gift. Life is a gift, even the times can be hard sometimes. we should push through. Now the whiskey's hit me.
1: Um, I want to say that I'm I'm thankful for you. And I'm thankful that Bitcoin exists and free open source software exists. I didn't even um, think
0: Bitcoin. God damn it! I'm gonna get. I'm shit
1: super on. grateful for. Uh, I didn't mean to dunk on you. I, I, but <laughs> I did. Um, I'm thankful happens. for my accidental dunks that I feel like happen uh, on an occasional basis, which is fantastic. Um, I'm thankful for Bitcoiners. I'm super bullish on Bitcoiners, and 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 I think that we can pull this. We can pull this out. Like I'm, I'm more bullish on our situation, more optimistic on our situation, which is crazy after this year to, to be more optimistic. Uh, and that's only if you're in our little niche bullshit that's going on here. So is it bullshit? It, it, it's a niche. I don't think it's bullshit though. Okay, Marty. You know. Um, I, I most people are are fucked. The 2020 like really kneecapped a lot of people. Millions. And to me and it confirmed my biases and it confirmed who I surround myself with. And I'm super bullish on all you people. Um, I'm bearish and not grateful for Nick Ward, who is currently on Twitter trying to What's take credit doing? for us snagging TFTC TV because he, 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 he DM'd me because he's a fellow domain hodler and, and got us to buy it. Um, he also DM'd me mid this episode to let me know that tftc.golf was still available, which, by the way, Nick, I snagged. So thank you for letting me know. Mid episode. Buying domains shit, on air, which is what we're going to use as the domain. If if you if you are interested, um just keep checking tfdc.golf and and the invite to the the tournament will be there. It it does not exist yet. It's just going to be a landing page for now.
0: It's going to be a Pine Valley though. Um but
1: no, I'm grateful for all the freaks. Like I honestly like 2020 was unexpected, but it it did it confirmed a lot of my biases, and I honestly... Uh, it was a good year for me, and, I, and I'm grateful for that because it was a bad year for a lot of people, and I feel for them.
0: Agreed. You're engaged now? Started a family? started... I'm trying to think. Citadel... Um... God damn it, now I can't think of the name. Dispatch? Dispatch. Citadel Dispatch. There we go. It's only been a day, Marty. That's I know, okay. I know, I know. My concussion brain sucks.
1: What do you think of Citadel Dispatch? I think it's a good name, right? It's a great name. Incredible name. It's like we're going straight out live to all the Citadels. Yeah, I love it. It's like a pirate radio type vibe. Um, That's what I was going for. Cool. Yeah, I
0: like that a lot. Um, yeah, I'm thankful for you. Thankful for all you freaks that are listening. Stayed around for this. This is been, a, as Matt said, been a fucking tough year. We're gonna get through this. We are going to get through this.
1: There's an eight percent chance we hit hundred k. There's eight bit by chance. the end of the year. Eight bit chance. I love this idea now that I can make percentage predictions. Yeah, it, I never thought about this before. I think there's, there's some out there. there's some
0: Quan out there listening right now. Like, what are you fucking talking about? Like,
1: put it on the record. Matt's predicting a twelve percent chance for Sat parity by 2020. <laughs> hey. Price that in. Hey, Joe, go price that in.
0: You said it, and you know what? That's just the way the cookie crumbles. It's going to happen. 12% chance. Um, all right. I've had enough whiskey. I need to go cook dinner. I love you, brother. Love it's you been freak. fun. Stay
1: humble, stack stats. Peace and love. Okay.
0: Stop live stream.